a lot of shit on this table. Yeah, this this table's ridiculous. I'm a mess, and my, this table's reflecting of the busyness of my life right now. I need to take some time and clean this fucking table. But the thing is, man, people keep bringing me shit. But like, it's Paul all cool it. shit. Paul, I love you, buddy, but you gave me a mushroom hat. This hat is Please made out of- Please put that on. <laughs> yes, I'll put this on. Wait, I don't know which- Is this the way to wear it? Yeah. Like this way? Yeah, I think so. Let me- yeah. So people keep giving me cool shit. Yeah, they also see. gave me this mushroom. It's a dried mushroom. People give me all this cool shit, and so I go, oh, thank you, and then I don't know where to put you it. You set it down. I got a Dan Aykroyd's vodka in the corner there, a cool skull vodka thing. God, I've never but seen yeah. someone push vodka so hard on a podcast. Oh, he goes hard in the paint with his vodka sales. Great promotion. It's very smooth, and it's Dan Aykroyd, so you're like, I'll buy it just to let, I want to hear you talk. The I'll, Blues Brother? I'm in, dude. Dude, come I bought on, it. man. I bought he was, it. He was a conehead. I mean, he's he's one of the original Saturday Night Live Slayers, like the real OG. One oh, of the Blues favorite. Brothers. Blues Brother. Yeah. Hey, man, we started this podcast off talking like off the record, and I, I thought it was probably good for everybody here. Like, when I'm so happy you're not fighting, you yeah. know. And what what we were saying was, I know that I was a dick to you to get you to stop doing it, but I felt I felt like there was almost no other way. You were gonna live. I felt like I felt scared. I've seen too many people that are just there's this there's a moment where it changes, where they stop being that person and they keep fighting. And you see it, you see the deterioration, and no one steps in and no one stops them. And then I taught you'll talk to them alone, man. Maybe you run into them in Vegas. Maybe you both have a couple of drinks and you see each other at the bar and you're like, hey, how's things? And you have these conversations, and then the reality sets in. Things are not good for a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys that have taken punishment for too long, there's no bringing them back, man. They get to this spot where you know, everyone knows there's something wrong, and no one says anything to them. And I was real scared that that was going to happen to you. I was real scared, you know? Like, I didn't anticipate, when we did that crazy podcast that wound up being... You know, this like intervention. I didn't even know I was going to do it. But while it was happening, I was like, I, this, you got to stop. That's all I was thinking is you got to get out. I was, cause we were a little high. Yeah. We were, we were, I, mean, I don't even remember if we were drinking, but we probably were. But I remember that being so sensitive to it. Like, this, there's something has to be done. Like, now you got to, you, you had so many other possibilities that there's, if like most guys that are all in on fighting, they don't have anything on the side. Like, there's almost nothing else there. No. There's almost just fighting and maybe a family, right? Mm -hmm. But you were you were starting to flourish. You're hilarious on podcasts. What You know, that can go away. Yeah, and guys become shells and, man, I... <clears throat> we see it, right? Yeah, now, oh, dude. Now that you're out, you, you see it, right? Yeah, thank, thank God or whoever's up there, man, for you and Brian Callen. Thank fucking God. I know man. it came out dicky. I know it did. And I I'm, and I know I apologize then and I apologize now. But I, I, I think that's scared, the only man. way you could do it. You I know? knew like you that's... weren't going to listen. I knew nope. you, you had this pride. Like you were, you were, like we were talking about before the show, you were a top 10 professional heavyweight in the biggest organization in the world. That's a that's a identity thing too, man. That, like you, you, people get strapped into that identity. It's one of the harder things about fighters is when you quit, you you have to find meaning in your life. Like, what did, what are you good at now, dude? For me, I know I, I never did anything professionally, but it was the formative stages of my life where the only thing that gave me any feelings of good 
was martial arts. You didn't the, feel like a loser. The only thing. Yeah. The only thing. Everything else I felt. Even the st- I was kind of good at drawing. But even then, I was like, I, my drawing teacher didn't like me. I had friends that I was uh, close with in the class. We all drew and we liked our stuff. But, man, I felt like a fucking loser except for martial arts. So when I quit and then I'm just doing comedy and I suck at comedy. I was eating shit. And I was like, what am I quitting for? Like, I'm, I'm quitting something that I was good at to be something that I suck at that I maybe think I have this pipe dream that I could eventually make a living out of. I remember that feeling of not having an identity. And obviously, when you're 21, no one has an identity anyway. You're always so, no, you're so yeah. fucking confused. You're in your head. You're trying to figure it out. <sighs> I was super fortunate where <clears throat> I was surrounded by guys like you, Callan, Bert, Tom. And it's just like where the, I wanted to be in that party. I was I was so fortunate. I, the stars aligned for me where I was at this party over here, and guys were getting CT, and you know you're fighting, and it's a fucking grind. And then you guys were over here. I'm like, well, I want to be one of them. I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. I want to do that. Yeah. And I think it took that bridge and that gap. You and to be honest, I, I think that would that's the only way that you could have done it because the the ego that I had at the time, especially fighting, man, getting to that level, it was like. That ego's insane. The narcissist and the 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 dream of oh, I can beat Kane or Stipe, these guys. And I <clears throat> I think the only way that I could have bridged that gap is by you going so hard in the paint. You know? Dude, I was so scared about Ingano. I was so scared they were gonna fight you with Ingano or someone like <sighs> that. You know what I mean? <sighs> I was so scared you were gonna get murked by some some when you weren't all in anymore. Yes. You know? Those big fucking when you watch like when when and Francis murked Overeem with that left that hook. Uppercut? Jesus Christ. Like, if that was you. Oh, my God. And I was calling that fight, man. Oh, dude. It would be, and I love Alistair. He's a yeah. great guy. I have a deep appreciation for him as a fighter. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, and my, my feeling was when he came over as K1 Grand Prix champion, I'm like, this is the most celebrated striker we've ever had <sighs> in MMA. And you saw it in his fight with Brock Lesnar. Phenomenal. Dude, he, people, man. That one of the things that makes that Francis KO so fucking crazy. Insane. I mean, this he did the same thing to Junior Dos Santos. Remember, Overeem did it. Yep. He hit him with a beautiful left hook, very similar punch. Super worried about that with you, man. But but I also I also think too for me it was like this quick ascension into into this UFC and I'm and I'm fighting these top ten top fifteen guys. I'm in this I'm in this world, but it's like it, I was almost like a cheat code because. I was really athletic. I was really, really athletic with my background. So I, I got, I passed a lot of guys fast, my athleticism. But then you get to a certain point where you're fighting these vets where they've, they fought big, powerful, athletic guys before. But yeah. then it comes down to experience and technique. And that's always, always going to win. Nine times out of 10, that's always going to win. The thing is about striking, too, is like striking when you mix in with wrestling, you can kind of get away with a lot more. A lot more crazy shit happens. People knock people out that maybe wouldn't knock people out normally. You know, like F- Kevin Randleman was an amazing example of that. He knocked out Mirko Krokop with a left hook. Remember yep. that? Yep. Now, if they were in a straight kickboxing match, it's definitely possible that Kevin could do that. Kevin was an incredible athlete. But you would favor heavily that Mirko would be able to stuff that. All day. All day, most likely, because he was so elite in that realm. But you add striking to MMA, and, you know, there's like... There's so much craziness going on that sometimes it's hard for people to clearly establish like who's actually better on their feet until someone can stop the craziness. Yeah, there's until, blurred lines. Yeah, and then you get to this level. There's this level 
we get like a Mons Vidal. He's a perfect example because he's so goddamn good. He's so smart. He's so technical. And he finds these openings that maybe other people don't see or maybe they can't get to where those openings are. And he finds those. So you think you're doing good. You think you're doing good, but he's waiting. He's waiting for the moment where he sees this spot that he's been looking at, and boom, yep. he cracks Darren Till with that step-in left hook and puts him out. You Phenomenal. put a fucking animal like Darren Till Agree. out cold? Come on, man. I, I, I think John's one of those guys, yes. too. Like We kind of, because of his last few opponents, everyone's like, God, maybe he's older. He's lost Not a me. step. No, I no. watch and I go, oh, he's playing with his food. He's yeah. playing with his food. It's not. I'm not disrespecting those guys who he's fought or Dominic Graves who he's gonna fight. But for John, you look at his legacy and the legends that he's fought. It's tough for him to get up for the challenge. So yeah. he's playing with his food right now. Well, wait, wait till he fights. I'm telling you, wait till he goes to heavyweight. You're gonna see the old John when he when when there's actual where he thinks it's a challenge. Wait yes. till you see him fight a steep Bear Francis. You're gonna see the the monster come out. Right now, he's just picking with his food. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, yeah, let's do it. I think, I think he's in cruise control. I think you're entirely correct. And I think when you are at that elite level, when you've never been defeated, you have one loss, it's a bullshit loss. Everybody knows it's a bullshit loss. He really should get his record cleaned. That should be something that you have. I mean, they cleared him with this whole picogram shit. They found out that this is, we just have this new ability to measure substances in the most minuscule amounts that it's so ridiculous that just some random sort of uh, vitamin that has some contaminant, one, one millionth of a fucking gram or what whatever the hell it is. Water or dick pill yeah. or protein, whatever the fuck you're eating. All kinds of shit test positive that's not a drug. It's not like someone's cheating. It's just So they cleared him on that, right? USADA makes this whole statement about the the new way they're viewing this stuff because the fact their equipment's just amazing. You can't hide from them Shout anymore, out to USADA, man. though. Yes, oh, I, I, li I like that USADA went... Yeah, it's so good. It's you ridiculous. guys are flagging. Yes. We're going to back off. Yep. And they I like did that the same. they learned from it. I love it. I love that they did the same with marijuana. They realized, like, we're not dealing with an, a performance enhancer. As long as these guys aren't fighting high, yeah. it's just like helping them sleep and relax. It's not hurt. It's not helping anybody in terms of it's like not making them stronger or no. faster. So, and it might help them with anxiety and a lot of other things. So they, they released that, right? They're doing good things. But with John, it's cleared that he, he wasn't taking anything. This yeah. is just some. Some shit that's a residual, uh, like a, a residue that's on something else, some contaminated supplement. Same thing would happen with Tim Means. Tim Means got busted the same way. They, I mean, they dragged it out with him for months. There's when, a lot of guys. When he was at his peak, really. I know, When man. he was peaking in the UFC. And it's he was one, one of the most interesting welterweights. All of a sudden, boom, he gets a suspension from tainted supplements. You look at the guy. He's not a fucking steroid Dude, user. how about Tom Lawler? Yes. Kind of yes. lost his career. Josh Barnett. I know. Same and, thing. And uh, people are upset, but if you're Usada, like, Yes. I, we don't want to tell you, dude. Like, we're trying to move forward and get better. Right. It sucks for those guys, and I, yeah, I feel so terrible for those guys. But for USADA, like, our bat, we learn, though, man. There's nothing the, we the do. The thing is, USADA has a long career. You know, when you got a guy like Tim Means or a guy like Josh Burnett, there's a window. Well, Josh has had an extremely long window, obviously, youngest ever UFC heavyweight champion. The longest, yeah. Um, but that extremely long window, I mean, it's going to come to a close, and they took away a, a large chunk of it for something that turned out to not be accurate. But they're going to last a long time these guys like uh, they say that like at their peak the best fighters have nine years at their peak god that's a long time it's a long time the only guys who really hit that nine year stride at peak form i think is like anderson fedor there's like a few like real legends gsp obviously gsp, GSP john just, john obviously 
right? John is uh, undefeated right now. I mean, they took his title away, wins it back, right? He's never, never lost a title fight. And you're dealing with the guy wins the title, youngest ever in the sport, flying knee opener on Shogun. Had a, just nothing but success since then. People are like inspecting him with a microscope, ex- expecting him to fall off. Like, you're dealing with the GOAT, man. It's hilarious. He's the GOAT. And he, even after the Santos fight, I'm like, oh, and Santos had one leg? So I went back and watched John Jones fight, and you watch, you're like, oh, he's in, he couldn't give two fucks about being in there right now. Well, he was smart, too, because he's that smart guy was and he's dangerous. It's dangerous, but at the same time, he could have took him down. His coach was like, yes. dude, True. I was talking to his manager. Like we were like, dude, take him down. He's like, right. no, I'm, I'm just going to entertain this. And but he be, won. It's yeah. hard for him to to because you look at the resume of guys he's beat, and then they're like, again, it's not a knock on Dominic Ray, it's not a knock on Corey Anderson or uh, uh, Anthony Smith, but you're like, here's Anthony Smith, and John's like, all right, yeah, let's do it, man. So it's you know that he's fucking with his food right now. Well, he's so good, but he's still able to fight off. Like, the Gustafson fight, the early one, the first one, was a perfect example of him falling into a trap, right? Partying too hard, didn't train. Trained for two weeks, sir. Barely, right? Barely. Everyone in camp was like, they were like saying, what, what do we do here? He goes out and guts it out, wins in the stretch, wins down the stretch. Like, he had to be pushed a to win war. down the stretch. Right. Then and I trained back. with Gustafson for that fight, and I'm talking... The best I've ever seen in the training room. I, I was like, imagine. oh, this guy's never going to lose. Yeah. Oh, he's the best I've ever seen. He would spar five rounds with me, then jump in with a heavyweight professional boxer and fuck him up. Five, 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 bounce, beat the fuck out of me. And I'm like, what? he's never going to lose. John didn't, you got to understand, yeah. didn't train. Didn't train. Went the distance and, and beat one down the man. stretch. One down the stretch, gutted it out. That and Gusvin's the best light heavyweight of all time. If he was in a different era and there's no DC or John Jones, he's yeah, the but goat. You, but you can't. Say I'm that. just saying he's. That's how good he is. He's the goat. If those two fucking guys aren't there, yeah, you he might was be right. This close to, to being, being the both goat. of them, right? He could, this fucking close. Dude. He could. With the first fight, yes, but then the second fight, John just runs him over because John took it serious. Took it very serious. And, and wanted to prove. Oh, a he's point. good. Check this out. Yeah. How about the DC fight? All right, beat you in decision. That's cool. Head Run kick, it back. Boom. KO. Head kick. Yeah. And uh, not just a head kick, but a head kick on the side where DC said, you're not going to trick me into leaning towards my right where you could hit me with that left kick. Like, they actually had a conversation about it. The GOAT. Here's he what's interesting about this. That. Is light heavyweight is so... I wish, I just wish John would dip out and be like, you guys do your thing. Build the division. No, 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 no. I like what he's doing. Uh, well, no. He's defending it, sure. But here's here's the thing. He He's not stimulated by that. He's talking shit to the middleweight champion of the world. He's well, busy talking shit to Izzy. Israel's talking shit to him, too. That's uh, They're having a lot of fun It's entertaining, together. though. Yeah, they're having a lot of fun. But, uh, listen, ultimately, I think it's good for everybody. I think that's the, that little feud between Izzy and John Jones, first of all, it it's elevates fantastic. Izzy. Because all these people that didn't know who he was, like, why is John Jones talking shit to, oh, look at this motherfucker. Holy shit, he's good. Bad. And then they watch his fights and go, this is why John Jones is talking shit to him, because he starched Robert Whitaker. Basically, at the end of the first round, the fight was over. over. I mean, Robert Whitaker was Foxville. And, and then he, and and he is, stops he's good on the mic. Dude, and he's his, good. And his social media, he's, he's lighting he's him up everywhere. there. He's good everywhere. He's good everywhere. How about and this? he's a great guy. The best. He's a I really great guy. Love him. Love and him. honest as fuck. You know he bought a McLaren 720S? Yes, he did. When he told me that, I went, yes, dude, did. I gave him a hug. I was so excited for him. I thought he was a car guy. He goes, I can be honest, man. I just bought it because it looked like this anime character. I went, ah, all right, well, you got the right car. Is it on the right side? 
I, when I know a car is awesome, but it's got a steering wheel on the wrong side, I'm like, Ugh, I know. Get that thing like, away God, from God me. Damn, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> I saw this incredible Porsche. They had like this 1972 RS, but it had the steering wheel on the right hand side. I'm like, get out of here with that garbage. Get this fake what shit out of here. I know. Your steering wheel's on the wrong side. What's crazy is uh, Izzy told me they actually offered the fight to him already. <sighs> Do you know that? Jesus. And he he's went smart. Man. He's smart because he went, oh, no, you're not going to Canelo me. Floyd yeah. Mayweather Canelo me. Yeah. You're trying to get me while I'm really young in the game? Yeah. No, no, no. We're doing two years. We're yeah. doing two years in Vegas. Yeah. Look, is he? Look at, <laughs> Look at that car. 720S. Oh. That's a beautiful car, man. That I saw one the other demon. day. They sound good, too. It's a spaceship inside. Mm, they're beautiful, man. That's a beautiful car. It's a great fucking car. He's special, man. I think he's going to be the next big superstar. I really do. <sighs> he's got everything going for him. Checks Spectacular talent. Great personality. He's fun. I mean, he, he fights with as much skill as we've ever seen a striker. I mean, he's Anderson Silva 2.0. He really is, man. His striking's out of this fucking world, man. But he has all the skills Anderson had, but he's amazing on the mic. Yes. Anderson was terrible on the mic. Well, you know, he's that high pitched voice. And it was, it was like, kind of well, the fun of it, though. No, it was almost like, well, don't talk. <laughs> but he was so good, it didn't matter. Agree. Like, Anderson was so good, it didn't matter if we didn't understand what he said. Everybody loved him, man. Because he was, it was like, Dude. he was the goat at the time. Also, you, but also the the game's different now. It's so much of a specter like entertainment. Yeah, where Anderson would still be Anderson, but it was different back then. We were more appreciative of those guys because yes. I feel like I don't know maybe the fan base understood the sport more because like GSP was huge, not a great shit talker. Anderson Silva, not a great shit talker. Right. Like we loved those guys. Yeah. Kane Velasquez, terrible talker, never talked shit. But ever. We, those Just were those were the big boys. Or, yep, yep. GSP is a perfect example. Nothing but nice. Oh. Always. Never talk shit. Never. You know? Never. Never. Max Holloway. I mean, Max would talk a little shit, but it's more playful. Yeah. It's more it's like, never. we'll see. We'll see. But Stop Bender really doesn't talk shit unless you initiate oh, yeah. it. If you yeah. initiate it, game, match. Oh, oh. It's, a, it's a devastator. <laughs> uh, and he's good at it, man. He's good at he's it. So, he lights people the uh, fuck up. Him and John Jones going back and forth is kind of fucking It's hilarious. good for both of them. It's great for, for Izzy. Because if John is that concerned about him, everybody's got to realize, like, oh, this guy's for real. And I always say, I wouldn't entertain it when people would bring it up. I go, is he too small? It's just a fucking, it's nothing. It's like Bigfoot. We're it's never going to see it. Get out of here. It's a big difference. Big, There's a big, big difference, difference. But is he's fucking big, man? When he yeah. walked up, I've never met him before. When he walked up, I went, damn, dude, you are not small. No. But he's only about 200 or so pounds, like 205, somewhere around that range. He said he was range. 203, I think. Yeah, he's in that range. John's probably 235 right now, right? And John has two brothers that are elite NFL athletes. Pro ballers. I mean, bro, he comes from fantastic genetics. I mean, he's just got super athlete family. They're just, and he's huge. That, John's that so size big. difference he's is six, so six. big. Like, could you see Izzy as a heavyweight? I don't know no, if I could. No, he would no. be overblown. It would be too hard for him to deal with the really big guys. I, you know, they swear it's gonna happen though. Izzy loves it. He's, he's gonna go up to heavyweight. Yeah, or he's John a, Jones. Uh, Izzy's gonna go up. Yeah. He's gonna go up to heavyweight. He, he's down for what? He's like, I don't care, man. He doesn't care. Well, he's so good technically. I mean, who knows, man? Maybe. He's doing specific kinds of training that keeps his body light, and maybe if he lifted weights, he would actually get better. The only Who thing the that would worry, worry me about that fight, and I'd be rooting hard for Izzy in that fight, but the only thing that worries me is John's wrestling. Oh, yeah, man. You, you forget how good it is. Remember, he took down DC in Olympia. Yes, he, did, he wanted to make a point. First round. So Look, if he wants to play that game, yeah. he can play it. But John can do everything. And when he, what he does one thing that he does better than anybody that's ever, ever fought, utilize distance. 
He utilizes distance better than anybody. He's the very best at keeping you here. And a lot of people accuse him of poking people in the eyes. There have been some incidents. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. I think, and I, I agree with you, he shouldn't do it. He should close his fist. But what I'm saying is, the way his style is, he keeps you out here and then bang, keeps you out here, bang. Yeah, it's a distance Side kick feeling. to the leg, oblique yeah. kick, leg kick, pops you with a jab, hits you with a knee, keeps you here, keeps you here. These are his antennas, yeah, really. Dude, he's his, just feeling out like a snake's tongue. Yeah, he's got space, like yeah. this much space where he could fuck you up, but you can't hit him. <sighs> he's got this, because he's he's... Also, he's so comfortable in world championship fights. He's had nothing but world championship That's fights. That's all he knows. Yes. So when you're at the top of the food chain with the bright lights, main event, and you're like, holy shit, this is the big one. John's like, this is a fight. I, all his fights. Another day are in like the office. This. Another day in the That's office. That's how Tyson was when Tyson was crushing people. That's how Anderson was when Anderson was crushing people. They thrive in the lights. They, and they get to this point where you're, you have to be so much better to beat them because you're shitting your pants going in, you're compromised, and you're fighting a guy who's at the peak. He's in the zone. I mean, Anderson, like when he fought Stefan Bonner in Brazil, oh you remember that God. shit, dude? He was in the zone, man. When he fucked up Forrest Griffin, oh. he was in the zone. There was this zone where Anderson was when he front kicked Vitor in the face. There was Anderson for a few years that was like, holy <sighs> shit. Holy fuck. It's people hard. forget. We, people people forget. forget. It's hard when you look at it retroactively. You got to go back and understand the times we were living in. We're talking about 2005, 2006. Do you right? remember when he first came on? Like, we knew of him in Pride. If you were hardcore, you knew of him in yeah. Pride. But you didn't know, like, how good he is. And then they go, hey, Chris Lieben, we got someone for you. And Chris Lieben goes, I'll fight him. Yeah. And Chris Lieben had that noggin, that head, so Dude. he could take punches. And. Fucking Anderson Silva lit that dude up. You were like, what the fuck is happening right now? I have friends that bet on fights, and that was one of them. But I said, <laughs> listen to me. Bet the house dude. on the Brazilian. I mean, bet the house. How about he's going to retire? Video. How about he was going to retire? Quit. Big Nog was like, nah, you got to keep going, dude. Crazy. He was he was fighting over in Cage Warriors. I remember when he fought uh, Jorge Rivera in Cage Warriors and let Jorge punch him in the face. Oh, that's right. Let Put him. Stood down. right in front of him. Yep. Let him punch him in the face. Let him punch him in the face. Then he smiles at him and kicks his ass and stops him. Dude. He fucked everybody up over there. Remember when he fucked up Lee Murray? Oh, my God. Back when dude. Lee Murray was murking people with one punch? People forget, too. Woo! Lee, Lee Murray, Murray was problems, crack. man. Yeah. That guy could crack. Rob a bank for you. Horrible. Too. Yeah, rob a lot of banks. Hell yeah. Shout out to rob Lee Murray. The Is he out yet? No. Jail for life, son. Oh, they gave him life? Oh, he's going to be in there forever. They don't even know where the money is. Oh. They're missing like $50 million. It's a goddamn Guy Ritchie movie. I know. Isn't Guy Ritchie making a movie about that? On Lee Murray? Here's a little thought. People don't know Lee Murray came into prominence because he got in a street fight with Tito Ortiz. And Chuck Liddell was there. But Chuck didn't fight him though, right? With Tito Chuck was fighting his him. other friends. Oh. But the rumor is is Lee Murray starched Tito. Well, the, the rumor Have you was that he hit him. Yeah. I knew that he hit him, but I think Tito had I'm not making excuses for anybody, but I think what I heard is Tito had like dress shoes on, like slippery ass dress if you, shoes. I talked to Chuck about it, and he goes, "Here's no one got knocked out. It was a scuffle, and then we separated." Yeah, he goes, that's and what I heard. "Chuck hates Tito." He goes, "But I'm not gonna right. spread the rumor. He didn't get knocked out." No, I heard he got punched. Tito's but, fighting this weekend, by the way. Yeah, who's he fighting? Some guy who got wore a mask and got destroyed by Crow Cop. Oh, that guy? That guy. Remember that guy in Pride? Yes, was like, oh, I'll try it out, but I'm going to wear a mask. down under the mask. Dude, it's like a movie. Like, uh, it's a horror movie. 
Dude, it was go, a horror movie. Get that Dos Caros. Go get the KO from Mirko Krokop versus Dos Caros. Mirko hits him with left kick cemetery right to the fucking dome. <laughs> and when the dude goes out as he slumps, blood is dripping out of the inside of the mask across his eye. It's a it, horror movie. But it's like if you were gonna, if Tarantino was gonna film this, you'd be like, come on, bro. You'd be like, come on, the blood's dripping dude, come down. Out of the get mask. out of here. Watch this. It's fucking. First of all. The Japanese people are so mean. <laughs> here it is. It's right when he gets him up against the, the corner is when he lands this. Let it let it roll here a little bit. He cracks him a few times just to let him know. This guy's bro, a wrestler, by the way. You're making a huge mistake. You fucked up so bad. Because this guy has no business being in there. And Mirko at the time oh, is dude. the peak. He's the best kickboxer we had ever seen in the sport at that time in the heavyweight division. This was like Alistair was still not Alistair back then. You know, he had made it. Mirko was the first. He was the first real K1 superstar because he was explosive. Like a lot of the guys like Ernesto Hoost or maybe Peter Ertz, they maybe wouldn't have made the transition the way Mirko did. Mirko was like, boom, oh. look at that, son. One shot. Bang. Oh. Now watch when they close up on him. Watch, <laughs> watch when they close in on him. You see the blood. Come on, bitch. Where's <laughs> the blood? Trying to take the mask off. Oh, oh. it's edited out, these fucks. Yeah, they try to rip the mask off in See time, but they don't get it. See you find Dos Caros. Boy, I hope I didn't make up the blood part. I don't think I did. No, I blood comes it out. It's, it's, it's when they're trying to get it off. Yeah, okay. So when they, they go back to the dude. Right okay, there's blood. But let me see where the blood comes out of. They, don't they show it dripping? Maybe I saw it on a photo. It's no, harder. I remember seeing it too. But it might be one of those things, like the Berenstein Bears, where everybody remembers it wrong. Oh, you're right. <laughs> no, they got blood. They're, they're, there's obviously some bleeding on his head because they're they're cleaning it up. But I remember seeing him slumped, and then the blood trickles down. Hey, what the Go fuck was that guy thinking? Fighting? I had that trip. The Japanese don't up. care. What the fuck were they? They'll what, pay you. What was he thinking? Oh man, dudes are they, this idea like they can just do it. Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, what's the big deal? It's Mirko. Krokop. I've been in a fight before. Oh my god, dude, you knocked that guy out. Yeah, I know. How about that, haters? <laughs> <laughs> that guy we just kicked, kissed his ass. Brendan knocked him out. Yeah, man. He uh, he had a he was still doing the damn thing too, bro. His KO of Vanderlei Silva is one of the oh, most the horrific best. in the sport. The best because that was two fights. His one, his first fight with mixed martial arts rules, like modified rules. Remember, you could only go to the ground for like X amount of seconds. Yeah, they had some weird rule, and if it went to the distance, it would be a draw. So the fight went to the distance. So then after that, Mirko has a series of fights with high-level competition. He gets way better at sprawling. Also brings Dean Lister into his camp. Verdum as well. Verdum. So he gets real comfortable with jiu-jitsu, real comfortable with grappling. He's working with these elite guys, powerful wrestlers, the whole deal. Then they have the second fight. The second fight's in the heavyweight tournament, and Vanderlei's on all the Mexican supplements. Ah, I love that, Vanderlei. Woo, that's the best Vanderlei, the berserker. Go find that. Mirko Krokop versus Vanderlei Silva, too. It's a great fight. And Vanderlei got bigger than Krokop. Vanderlei weighed, if I remember correctly, I may be wrong, but I think I'm right. Vanderlei weighed 218, and uh, Krokop weighed 214. I think Vanderlei was actually heavier. Vanderlei of pure Brazilian Imagine steel. if I was right about that, if I really remember those great. numbers. Great, great mind. Vandele Silva, I know we had an issue. Sorry, <laughs> while, while we were talking, the, was that the whole thing no, go no, down or just, just the TVs? TV um, Vandele Silva versus Mirko Krokop 2. Because okay. in that one, 
that one, Mirko was fully comfortable with, with MMA. He wasn't getting taken down. He knew Vanderly wasn't a wrestler. His takedown offense was insane. And he wasn't worried about being submitted either because he'd been training with Dean Lister and Fabricio Verdum. So God, he's just smart. sending missiles. You know, he's the one who got Verdum into Pride and into MMA. He, really? he brought Verdum in for jiu-jitsu, and Verdum's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Wow. That's crazy. That's right. That's yeah. right before Verdum fought Junior Dos Santos. Remember when no one knew who Dos Santos was? And I think it was like a late-minute substitute. Was, yeah, late minute. Yeah, and Junior hit him with the uppercut. See, see, this is the second fight. In the second fight, Vanderlei is facing a completely different animal. Because look at that. Shakes him off. Krokop was physically strong as fuck. He was moving like a real MMA fighter who's also an elite kickboxer. It was a different animal. Look how big his legs dude, were, dude. You weren't submitting him. He's been rolling with Fabrizio Verdum. So he, he lets him up, and he's just battering Vandalay in this fight. Oh. Look at this straight left hand. Boom, boom. I mean, before the KO, it's horrific, right? He's beating the shit out of Vandalay. Beating the brakes off. Vandalay is supposed to be fighting 185. That's his real weight class. He's just bulked up, and you just can't hang with a guy that's this fucking good as a heavyweight. And so then Vandalay gets up. They give him a yellow card, kick to the body, and then sets up the big high kick to the head. I mean, Vanderlei's trying, man. He's swinging. He's swinging. For, he's swinging for the fences. He is, but dude, that fucking left kick to the forearms right there just numbed his arms. Boom! Ooh. And there's a head kick. Back up to the kick to the body. Back up before that. Up. Watch this kick to the body, dude, because you see Vanderlei's arms. You know how when a dude gets shins slammed into the arms, they have this like, like the, oh, look at that one. Right but to the gut. Go, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I mean, he's slamming. It's hitting forearm and gut. And here's the high kick. Boom. So you eat a couple of those to your body or to your to your arms. You're, everything just goes off. Everything is fucked up now. And then he hits him with that high kick. Woo! Shout out to Crow Cop. Shout out to Crow Cop. Yeah. Right, like hospital, <clears throat> left leg cemetery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. But that was a, a perfect example of pride at its peak. You want to know how cocky I was when I was a fighter? When we came out, you know, the first thing I did? I threw a high kick at Crow Cop. Yeah, I know. I threw a head kick, and he blocked it and smiled. I was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I was like, just want to let you know, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Dude, how about fucking Cowboy Connor? That's a very good fight. It's a perfect Long time, time overdue, right? Perfect time for it, too. Me, too. Um, I agree. I like how Cowboy's fighting now. He's so calm and relaxed in there. He's lost his last two, but yeah, they but were to the top... You know, top of the heap. Yeah, I mean, he fought Gaethje, who I Nightmare think is matchup, the so. scariest fucking guy in the division right now. He scares me because Gaethje's like, he's, it's like he's on a suicide mission. It's like either he's going to go or you're going to go. And a lot of people say that, but they don't really mean it. Agree. He fucking means it. And he means it. he's backed off of that a hair. So he's still controlled wildness. If you say he's a brawler, he does not like it. I don't think he necessarily is. I he's think not. what he is, he's a, just he's wild, but it's intelligent pressure. It's controlled chaos. Yes. It's and he's, better than ever. And he has a great chin, yes. phenomenal wrestling. The, having those fights where it didn't go his way because of the chaos, I think is just making him be just a little bit more calculated. Agreed. Just a little bit. A little that's more all he needs. Cerebral. Dude, when he fucked up Barboza, I was like, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Who does that here's to the Barboza? thing, though, because I, I thought they were, Gaethje's kind of left out in the cold with all these matchups being announced with Khabib, Tony, Connor, Cowboy. Khabib's kind of left out. He's just like, all right, the fuck do we do now, man? Yeah, Gagey is a little bit left out in the cold, but not really. Did I really. say Khabib or Gagey? You said Gagey, and then you said Khabib oh, later. Right, but I know what you meant. Yeah, Gagey is a little bit left out, but 
if anybody gets injured, he's right in there. See, like we're in this weird place where we're pretending these fights are all going to happen. We hope, we hope and pray. Dude, don't that you Khabib jinx Khabib and Tony, we hope and pray that Cowboy and Connor actually make it to the dance, but they might not make it to the dance. It's so if somebody sport. doesn't make it to the dance, guess who gets a phone call? Justin Gaethje. Or, and, or Masvidal. Or Masvidal, but Masvidal's 170. He's yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying for Connor. Oh, for Connor. Because that, yeah. that fight, you know, Connor versus Cowboys at welterweight? Yes. Which, when it was first announced, I was like, oh, at 55, man, that's a tough fight for Cowboys. Slow starter. Connor's a finisher. Comes out the gates like a fucking banshee. Mm-hmm. And then my brother texts me and goes, man, you know what's at welterweight? I'm like, why the fuck would they do that? Because Connor doesn't want to lose any weight. Oh, Listen, I, dude, I think that guy tortured himself to get down to 45 so hard. And when you looked at what he looked like when he was on the scale, oh. when he was flexing, he looked like a goddamn zombie. A skeleton. It was horrible. So I think you don't, nobody, you, whether he complains or not about that, nobody rides for free. You do that to your body for a couple of years, you're doing some fucking damage. And it makes it harder to lose the weight afterwards, right? So then he's going up to 55. He's, you know, he's obviously elite at 55, wins the title at 55, has the, the great rematch with Diaz at 70. Right, and then comes back and fights Khabib at 55 again and gets mauled. You know he has a fight with Cowboy. You're, you're gonna. He's really a 55er that can fight welterweight. That's the right size for him. Versus, I don't think Nate is fighting 55 in any time in the future. Anymore. No, he's Nate, too big now. He's too big. But my my only issue with at 70, and I, I would assume his team decided to do it at 70, is when I look at Conor McGregor as a welterweight. Is his power the same as it was at 45 and 55? Is his timing the same as speed? No, because but he's fighting a guy who I think in his eyes is not really a welterweight. You think, uh, oh, 55, because he did most of his work at 55? Because I think he thinks of Cowboy as a guy who'll fight at 170, but he's really a 55er. That's fair. My only issue with that is, and I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan, obviously Cerrone's a, uh, a friend of mine, so I just want him to have a great fight, but... It, when people were complaining about this fight, when the internet's like, ah, it's whatever to me, I think it's a phenomenal fight because I think if you're a Cowboy fan, you know, I always said Cowboy was too much of a company man. The UFC and Dana would go, cut weight, dude, fight this fight, do this, turn quick turn around, right? Cowboy, the, the legend of Cowboy was born. He's jumping on fucking ships and whatever the hell. He's right. riding fucking bulls and whatever <laughs> the fuck he was doing the week of the fight. Yep. And he was cutting kill himself to make weight and I just went does it ever work out for anybody who says who's a yes man to the UFC not really but now we've seen it's worked out for Cowboy because this is his you know I I, I don't put too much into titles anymore like this is Cowboy's title shot you got the biggest fight in the game you're fighting Conor McGregor you're making you make millions of dollars this is the golden goose when you talk to if you talk to Kamar Usman Kobe Covington Masvidal Khabib Tony maybe not those two but if you talk to anyone, who do you want to fight? Everyone says Connor. Because you know it's the biggest fight you can get in the game. Cowboy got it. By being he's 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 paid his dues, he's earned it, he's getting millions and millions of dollars, win, lose, or draw. It's a good fight for Cowboy. I think they should make a red panties night belt. That'd be cool. Whoever gets to fight Connor, you get a red panties night belt. Because the belts don't, the belts like the belts are whatever now, you know? Because yeah. like think about H- hire th- some like super hot actress to wear them for a day. Oh, dude, <laughs> I would love that. And they win those. It'd be so sick. But a, a belt with like a framed red panties in it. It'd be so dope. I think he's you know Connor's calculated in his comeback, and I think this is a smart fight for him because he's not fighting someone who's too big. Right. Where I feel like, you know, that was the argument about Nate, even though Nate did, of course, fight at 55 for a long time. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. 
Um, you know, and then there's some other guys that want to fight him at 170 that are real 170s. Like Masvidal is a perfect example of that. Masvidal was a 155 for a long time, but he's not anymore. If you look at his frame, like you go look back when he fought like Michael Chiesa, which was like 2013, 14? 14. Somewhere around then, right? So Masvidal back then was like a skinny guy, man. Yeah, he was real skinny. He wasn't defined. You know, he wasn't he, a man yet almost. Well, like he grew into his body. He, he was also killing himself to make 55, yeah. right? And and you can't pack on any weight, you can't put any muscle. When he went up to 170, we got to see who he really is. See, we, we knew who he really was before. I mean, he knocked out um, Eve Edwards in Bodog fight. Old school. Remember that? Yeah, and that was an Eve was a monster. Eve was probably the best 55 pounder in the world. People forget then. about that too. They do forget. Um, but I one of the reasons why I was trying to think why they would do it at 70, I think you're right. We're Cowboy is a natural 155. He's not a huge yeah. welterweight. But the other thing is, is now that Connor fights at 70, now he has options. He can play in 70, he can play at 55. Right. In 70, and I, I know his team wants to do it, and his manager told me this, Masvidal told me this, they want to be the co-main event against Nick Diaz, and they want the Connor fight. Is Nick taking fights? He announced on his Instagram that he has big news about a fight. On, a, on his Instagram story, I guess. Some, he, Did you see his interview with Ariel? Yep. What'd you think? Uh, what'd you think? <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't think you looked happy. No, I thought you know it was real troubled, and a lot of rambling. I mean, a lot of thoughts trying to get out of his head. A lot of rants. You know, I mean, I I think I don't. It's like, but have you ever watched an interview and been like, oh damn, that was with him? Yeah, like no. that was super clear. Look, I mean, I don't think that's his jam. You know, his, no. his jam is fucking people. They up. talk about that. Him yeah. and Nate, they're just like, yeah, it's a little. Like, I yeah. know. It's it's tough because. Because again, we kicked this podcast off with CT and stuff like that. So it's like, is is that a combination of him fighting? Is, is that what's going on there? Those are right. the years of the wars, or is that just right. is that just him? We don't know. But, but what I, I don't know him well enough. But I, knew, I know guys, you know, that are in that same era that are having real problems now, big time. I mean, you got to remember when he was fighting in Strike Force. God, you remember his fight with Paul Daly? Oh Jesus my God, Christ. dude! How about his cyborg fight? How no, good no. was he, man? He was so good. Nick, how about his Frank Shamrock fight? Holy <sighs> fuck, man! It, it's a shame what happened with him and his brother in the UFC. We didn't we didn't get enough of it. Well, the big thing. Well, Nate didn't get appreciated enough, and after the, and he got fucked. Yeah, and I I had always said that after the Connor fight. One of the reasons why those fights were so big was Nate. And for whatever reason, no one was putting that together. I'm like, this guy's a superstar. People go crazy when they see him. Like, this is not they like the a realness. regular fight. He's no. real as fuck, and he smokes weed. Yeah. He's a stoner champion. And, and he says, fuck you to the man. Everyone yes. can relate to that. Yeah, I get And even that. the vegans love him, because he, sometimes he follows a vegan diet. He checks all the boxes for a lot camp. of reasons. See, he's like, he's got so many good things, and he's tough as shit, and he'll fight anybody, and he's been a veteran. He's been fucking fighting forever. He's had so many wars. What did you think of his fight against Masvidal? We Masvidal, haven't talked in a long time, Masvidal, dude. I know Masvidal so good, man. He's so good. I thought Masvidal out of the three rounds. I thought it was best case for Nate too that they did that. That doctor stopped the fight because I thought Masvidal was setting up to to finish him. And not and you know Nate's never been finished. So he has been finished. Josh Thompson. Oh, that's right. Him. But I'm saying yeah. you know it's it it was going that way. Yeah, it was, it was best case scenario. We could be like, dude, what the fuck? Where yeah. he doesn't lose any of that, you know, right swag no, I, I that he went you. into. Yeah, I well the Josh Thompson fight was more competitive up until the moment Josh landed that high kick. Correct, that high kick. It was a that's good right. fight. Josh was I, I think Josh was still that. winning that fight. Um I would have to go back and watch it. It was again. more competitive though. It was more competitive. This Masvidal yes. fight I didn't find it that competitive. When, I didn't think when it was they got on the mic and went, Oh, rematch I went, 
no, there's no way. And when Dana was like, no, that's not happening, I was like, oh, he, he Look, gets it. It was certainly competitive in that Masvidal was in a fight. It wasn't like he ran him over. No. I mean, they, they went no one's gonna hard run rounds. Over. But that first round was devastating. Masvidal is fucking good, man. He's fucking smart. He sees things and he can act on things that other guys just, they just either don't have the ability to or they don't throw themselves in the fire correctly like he does. And then he gets out good. His defense is on He's point. good at everything. He stands straight up, too. He's got a totally different style. Like when you see Masvidal stand, like he's not, he's hardly not ever crouching. Down, no. Dude, he stands straight up. He's got so much confidence in his wrestling takedown defense and his striking and his his octagon IQ that when he puts it all together, he's able to fight with his best stand-up stance. You know, he's fighting like and he makes you aware very clear, very quickly that you're in danger with his hands. He's throwing bombs at your fucking think head. About, think about his experience, man. Dude. Think about the guys he's beat, and so now Dude. he's here. So, you know, when you talk to him, he's like, the belt? Fuck the belt. I get the BMF title. Yes. He's like, Colby and, and Kamara are just, that. they're third or fourth options for me, man. They're, I'm looking at Nick Diaz. I'm looking at Connor. You know, they're just, he's like, I don't care about the belt, man. I see why he would say that, but I think it would be a real shame if right now, in his prime of primes, he didn't fight for the title. I just feel like he's so close, and that that would be he's huge right now. Huge, huge. You wouldn't rather see him fight Nick or Connor? No. Interesting. No. Well, I want to see first, no matter what, Colby and Usman. You and you're getting that. Yes, that's guaranteed. Super excited about that. Phenomenal once, fight. Once that's done, I want Masvidal to fight for the title. Whoever's got the belt, I think if Masvidal and Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz don't fight on the undercard, that'd be self dope. It, I don't know if it's going to fight, if, if they no, actually made I have that. no idea. I have no idea. I, I know they want it, and his management said the UFC has reached out yeah. to Nick, and they're trying to figure that out. If they do make that fight happen, I mean, of course I'm going to be excited to see it, of course. But my thoughts are that right now we're experiencing Masvidal in this very strange zone where you see fighters enter into it, whether it's through this rededication or refocusing of his, of his, of his intent and his discipline— you know, he, you know his story, how we went and did that reality yeah. show? and came back and was like... Yeah, he didn't have any food, man. He saw this is fucking South American reality show. He had to go to this village and ask for food. He also said he got, like, he, he had time to, like, get out from and, like, sit back and, yes. like, think about everything going on. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, this is what I want to do. And then came back and was like, let's do it, man. And then just, he became this superstar. And I, th I just... You know, when 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 I meet those guys, and obviously I know their story, and you get around them, you just I have this sense of just like I'm so happy for them, man. Like yeah. that that's why I talk about a Nick Diaz fight for Jorge, and I I talk about a Conor McGregor fight because you're not the title like Kamaro and Colby, they're not making real money, man. You don't think that the Colby <clears throat> that Colby's going to bring in a lot of people? No, well, record would say he doesn't, and I love Kobe's fantastic fighter. But as far as ticket sales and pay per views, no. Let me tell you, you know who does. If I'm the UFC, if I'm the UFC, this Kobe with one big win right now. Like, see, he hasn't fought in a while, right? He fights Robbie Lawler. Before that, it was a whole year. Yes, so there hasn't been a lot of activity. Him and Dana hate each other. But his crazy shit talking with his three dollar suit and his fucking MAGA hat and his book and the strippers. If he gets through it, right? Yeah, and the strippers. Fantastic. If he gets through and he beats Kamaru Usman. And and he, and it gets on the the internet and it becomes like a thing. He could be the next huge superstar. He knows what he's doing, and you and I both know him. He's not like that no, guy I at all. That's this is a him. fucking character. He's a really nice guy. The best. He's smart as shit, 
and his fucking discipline is unparalleled. And people look at him with that stupid suit on and the MAGA hat, and he's carrying around Donald Trump Jr.'s book. <laughs> and two strippers. I, it's fucking amazing, dude. He's the He's got the best act that anybody's shtick. ever put on in the UFC because he's got an act. All these other guys are talking shit. He's talking shit through a character. He's playing game. He made a guy. He's playing game. Do you think he thinks that suit looks good? No, he fucking knows. All suit. of it. All dude, of that it. suit is the cheapest suit he can find. Dude, dude, when I did a food truck with him, when I did a food truck with him, like in between, you could see me like, <sighs> and I'd be like, dude, you don't have to do this, man. We can just, and he's like, he no, no, to. it's cool. He has and then to. the strippers, he goes, uh, can you, uh, how about, you know, it'd be fun if one of you massage him. <laughs> Dude. If when you massage my shoulders, she goes, get the fuck out of here. Look at him sitting there with his book, triggered, with his fucking, with his suit He's on. He's so funny, man. <laughs> the fucking hat is signed. Closing on the hat. Closing by on by the Donald hat. Trump because yes. he went to the White House. Look at that. When he was an interim champ. Bro. He's still the interim champ. Yes. You, you can't just take it from him. But what's interesting, too, sense. is, you know, remember him and Mazadal had, uh, they were training partners, so there's a yes. story there. Yes, but again, I I think for but Mar- they're friends apparently. Yes, but also it, yeah, it's like a Andy Kaufman thing. So if <laughs> <laughs> but I just for for Mazel to ride off in the sunset and be set up with his kids, I want to see him fight Connor. I want to see him fight fight Nick. Well, I know he made a off. ton of loot for that last fight. He made a ton of loot for that last fight. So and it was a big success, right? Everybody wanted to see that fight. It was big, and I think Masvidal's name's never been brighter. Whoever wins the title. Do you think about the story of him versus Nick Diaz? I lo- and Nick listen, Diaz going, you I beat my prefer, little brother. Yeah. That's the most I've ever related to the Diaz brothers when he goes, dude, you beat my little brother because I have an older brother. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Get him, Nick. I'm, <laughs> I'm in now, bro. Yeah, fuck him up, man. And people will love that too. I mean, it'll definitely be successful. But I would like to see Nick be real active before that's he fights a guy like Maslow. I know. Happening. I know. You're right. You're right. Think, that's what's crazy about the UFC. Warm-up fight? Excuse yeah. me? Connor hasn't uh, won a fight in three years. Yeah. Then before that, the only fight he's had against Khabib, he he, he yeah. gets done boxing, then fights fucking Khabib. He hasn't beaten anybody since the Eddie Alvarez fight when he won won the title. It's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Three years he's, off. Made, he's made fucking half a billion dollars. This is where you got to, whatever you want to say about Connor, obviously his outside doctrine antics are have been crazy, but you got to respect the guy who has all that money and goes, yeah, I'll fight uh, Cerrone in January at welterweight. He's not number five lightweight in the world. And he's he, like, yeah, I'll fight that guy. Do you think that he can reignite? The fire that he had, like when he KO'd Derek Brunson. Nope. When he was coming up. Mm-mm. No? Not with that money in the bank. <sighs> that sucks. I don't, I don't think fighting comes from that place. But how come some guys, when they have hundreds of millions of dollars, they still fuck people up? Like Tyson in his prime, Lennox Lewis in his prime. Tyson fucked people up until, he, until, he f- until the bully fought back. Oh, you and mean then when he, he fought? fought and then he was never, yeah, he was never the same. Mm, I think he's also tired of it too, man. I think it was a combination of the, the he fought a guy who wasn't scared and didn't back yep. down and was like, yeah, bring it, dude. Yeah. And he got fucked. He's lost every fight that the guy was like, I'm not scared. He lost those fights. But mm. I'm not saying Tyson wasn't great, but when Evander Holyfield's a better boxer, man. He's a better fighter, but he doesn't get the respect. Well, there were some guys that weren't scared of him that, that, that stood in with him and he beat him by decision. You know, like, didn't he beat Razor Ruddock by decision? They had a lot of shit talking. He KO'd Bonecrusher Smith, right? Yeah, but when we're talking about a tip of the spear, like Evander yeah. Holyfield and these, and these Well, Evander Holyfield Bowl, at that you know? time, Evander Holyfield, there's a real good argument 
for sure that he's one of the greatest of all time. Oh, he's the only guy easy. to ever win the title four times. Easy. But I, but, I, but I just think, you know, with, with Conor, especially this day and age, the UFC is different than boxing where it's such a grind, man. I was just going to say And guys are so good. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. I was, I was, Evander spent all that money. Oh, yeah, on that on like one house. But that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> he bought, you know, he bought some hotel in Atlanta. Rick Ross, the fake Rick Ross owns that house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the real Freeway no. Ricky, the real drug dealer. The, yeah, yeah, the Was out there the doing rapper. positive things in the community. Yeah, no, the, yeah. Rapper the rapper. He took his name. He lost in court. Tried to get his name back. Tried to get that guy to stop using his name or pay him to use his fucking and name. And how about that rapper Rick Ross? He used to be a cop. And now he talks yes. about dope and all this shit. Well, he shit. was a security guard at a prison, Fuck I think. Yeah. So I think and, something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, something like that. And how about he yeah. owns... Look at that house! Dude. So Vander Holyfield made hundreds of millions of dollars. It's only 5.8. Oh, it was not bad because it's outside of Atlanta. But it has 37 rooms and like all his family it's moved giant. in. It costs a million dollars just to keep every year. I think that was the word. There was a million dollars to run. For maintenance? Yeah, just everything. Holy fuck, dude. He, <laughs> he, so he moved into Bellagio. <laughs> Look, he the... did. He moved into Bellagio. <laughs> that house is so big. Imagine that Rick Ross made that with another dude's name just talking shit. What a great country. You could just talk shit in this country, and you can make fucking millions of dollars. And, and, and the other thing Rick Ross did is he owns like a hundred Buffalo Wild Wings. Ooh, that's or a good bu move. Buffalo Stops. Wingstop. Wingstop. Ooh, shout out to Wingstop. Shout out crispy. to Wingstops. That's a good move, right? People always want wings. Wings have been around forever. Dude, I fucking, my mouth's wild. I love wings, Love dude. wings. There used to be a place right outside Boston Comedy in the village. We'd do sets at Boston Comedy, and there was this wing spot, and they had, they had different levels, and one was suicide. They had one... <laughs> This, you would get this suicide sauce on this fucking on these wings. Oh my was god! Was it purple? Like it almost was a purple. It was, I didn't know at the time. I didn't understand hot peppers, but it was definitely habanero because it was an, an orange color, Ugh. like a real orange color. And you would eat those wings and just be like, "Gee, it's like a weird combination of pleasure and pain at the same." It takes time. your breath away. Ah! And your lips go white. Ah! I fucking love wings. Yeah, I don't want to do that wings show though. It's like not a good way to talk, man. You know, it's like. It'd be interesting on while there snot's with you. coming out of your nose oh, and you're crying. You would do well that's, at it though. It's not a good place to talk. It'd be fun though. Just silly, it'd be fun to see you on there. I know, though. but why why are you asking people personal questions while they're crying? <laughs> What's well, hot as fuck? Some guys just I can barely talk. Like some guys just crush it where it yeah. doesn't even phase them. Like, how does that happen? Oh, this is my friend Tommy Hershko. I've talked about him before. We there used to be a place called Chili My Soul in um Encino. And it was this crazy chili place. This guy was into the most ridiculously hot chili. It was so hot, you would have to like sign a waiver oh, if no. you wanted to buy the stuff that they put in it. And uh, they, he, was, he was telling me that even with the, the hottest shit that they had, they had like a number system, I think. I think 10, you know, I think I, eight was like the most I could tolerate. But they would have these guys from Nepal come. And even with the 10, number 10, the hottest shit they had, these dudes would be putting some extra hot sauce Holy in there. Holy fuck. <laughs> Do you like spicy stuff? I don't, I don't like it that spicy. I like, I like can't handle spicy, that. but flavorful. I like spicy. I like, I love um, jalapenos with elk. It's like my favorite I like meal. jalapenos, yeah. I slice up like four or five jalapenos, and I'm in a bunch of slices. Every time I take a piece of elk, I put a piece of jalapeno on that bitch. I know. When you, po when you post it, I'm like balls deep in a cheese pizza. I'm like, God damn it. Ooh, dude. Stuff keeps you alive, gives you fuel. You eat that stuff. I know. The spice from the pepper and the fucking supernatural nice. muscle of the elk meat. Roar! Oh, that's the menu, man. That was it. So, that's yeah, it, it was, it was uh, a number system. Yeah, so 10. Demon is 10. See that? 
10 will fucking end your life. 10 plus. And when, oh my God, 10 plus. Oh. And when they let you try it, they would let you try it in the tiniest cup, like a little little paper cup, like that big. And they'd give you just a little baby spoon, like one of them baby spoons you get at the ice cream store. Oh, you yeah, want to try that different flavor? Set your Can fucking I try that French five? vanilla? And they give you a little, a little something, the plastic yeah, one. Yeah, give you a little wooden. something. That's what it's like. They would give you that, and you would put it in your mouth, and I would immediately start hiccuping. Like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Your, your body's like, what in the fuck are you doing to me, man? There's been a, there's been a few people who on that, uh, that wing, whatever the fuck the hot ones is. Yeah, hot ones. That's right. The hot ones. Like Shia LaBeouf took all of them at the end, put them all together, and the guy's like, I wouldn't do that, dude. Mm. And he did it, and his, he was like about to throw up. They yeah. had to like, bring him milk or some shit. Well, Shia's got other issues. It's probably just- yeah, he does. Phenomenal actor, though. Very good. Yeah. Very good actor. Shout out you to know, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. It's a hard road for all of us. Yeah, it is. And he just wanted to get a little further down the road. Just... Spicy's not for me, dude. Ran into your boy Logan Paul in Hawaii. Did you really? Yeah, he was wandering around Hawaii. Did you say, did you say yeah, when said, were you there? I talked uh, over Thanksgiving He's weekend. nice kid, right? Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I've talked to him before. I talked to him with you. Oh, that's right. We're at the yeah. comedy store. He's there. And uh, that, he had a good fight, man. Their fight was good. It was a good fight. They they didn't get tired. I mean, they fucking went after it for six rounds. Dude, for guys like yes. that to go, you know, I've, I've seen guys who have experience in amateur boxing that would gas the fuck out in front of a crowd like yeah. that. Pretty impressive. It's interesting. You know, here's a guy also doesn't need to do that. He makes a lot of money. A ton of money. He makes a ton of money. Right? Whether you like it or not, that's the reality of it. Well, someone likes it. That's why he's making the money. But I mean, whether someone listening likes to hear it or not, the truth is he makes a ton of money. Correct. You can lie all you. No, man, he's broke. That guy lost all his money. No, he's got all the money. My windows has. And he still decided to fight, which is interesting. It's like, okay, you know, if you, if you have that competitive drive in you. You know, if you really do have it in you, you I, I think I think for for him and those YouTubers, especially at his level, is just like, what's the next thing that we can compete? Like, get mm. everyone behind, right? And it was that they could have done ballet dancing, whatever it is, it would have sold millions and millions of dollars. Like they could, but they yeah. chose this, which I respect. But that KSI guy, who I've never seen, I'm not familiar with him. I know he's British, so I like British people. So I know he was like, they're like, hey, you want to do a rematch? He's like, fuck, I'm not getting hit in the face again. This was it, dude. Mm. I'm done. Well, he won for sure. So you know, for him. That's the best way to end it. Yeah, he was like, I'm out. And it was real controversial. You know, well, like, the ref, the penalty yeah. on Logan, I thought was ridiculous. It was still that too ref, much. That ref, like, and he's a respected ref, but it's also like, you're in there for this, you know, this yeah. kind of show. Like, dude, mm -hmm. take it for what it is. These guys never fought before. Don't take two points from Logan Paul because of that. Two yeah. points? Yeah, I didn't Without agree with that. Without a warning? That's ridiculous. I didn't agree with that. And I think with more fights, Logan could learn how to relax. He gets wild and starts swinging. For sure. But, Logan, but, stop boxing. Yeah. You have a jagillion dollars. Keep exactly. doing that, dude. Yes. Fuck this, Exactly. Man. Exactly. But it was interesting watching him. Like, this kid can punch. He's athletic, man. He's very athletic. Driven, has a work ethic. And in the heat of the battle. And he was trained by Shannon. Yeah. Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Let's go champ. Let's go champ. Let's go champ was training him. Yeah. Shannon the Cannon knows how to fucking fight. Yeah, he no, he know? did a real camp, and it's just like, I respect it, but it's, it's, stop fighting. Yeah. Go do, I exactly. mean. Well, maybe he won't know. Maybe well. Yeah, like you check that box, you're good, man. Dude, what do you think about Adesanya and Yoel Romero? Is that real? It's not confirmed yet, is it? I don't know. I sent you something. I was hoping. He sent that to me, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Because I, I was, in, I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning. I'm like, "Here we go." But is it not confirmed? Did someone troll me? No, I, think I don't. I found think it so. on one of the websites I follow on Instagram. It, but usually though, they leak there, and then it mm. gets announced. But mm. if he does fight Yoel Romero, and when I was talking to. 
uh, Jorge and Yoramil's uh, manager when I was doing the food truck with Jorge, he was just like, oh, Jorge's getting the fight, man. I was like, no, he's coming off a loss. He goes, think about his fucking losses. He goes, he has this, do you think he lost to Paulo Costa? And I was like, mm, I, no one got robbed, but I can see why they get Paulo, but you have an argument there. And he goes, think about before that, the Robert Whitaker fight. He got fucked with that too. He definitely got robbed in the second Whitaker fight. I thought, he, I thought he won that fight. Yeah. I've so, said that many, many times too, and I haven't really heard a good argument against it. He had him hurt real bad. Yeah. At least two rounds. Yeah, I'd have to go back. I remember at the time I did score it for Whitaker. Here's my thing. That's fine. If you think he won, yeah, all right. I can see that. I see both sides. But that's an argument for giving uh, Yoel Romero the title shot because mm-hmm. it's not like he got – if he got starched and then gave him a title shot, you're like, what are you doing? Is it real? This is on Yoel's page. It's not official. Oh, shit. March 7th. But March 7th. Here's the problem. UFC if Yoel hasn't heard, if Yoel hasn't heard anything – but that's on Yoel's page. I know, but he goes, a lot of people putting saying we fight March. Should I be ready? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... A lot of people putting saying we fight March. How, how about... Uh, should uh, I be ready? Should I be ready? Gay Jesus. Uh, how about uh, Andrew Schultz? Don't forget. Andrew Schultz is super close with uh, Izzy. And uh, he saw that, and he goes, dude, why would Izzy fight this guy? He doesn't speak very good English. I'm like... What? I'm like, dude, hold on. What did he say? He goes, he goes, you don't speak English. She needs a guy to speak good English, right? Talk trash. Because, talk trash. And I go, you don't understand. No. Yoel Romero is such a fucking nightmare. Oh. And for Izzy to go after Yoel, it just ups the legend of Izzy. This is what he's doing is perfect. Trust oh, me, it's perfect. Andrew, stay in your lane. <laughs> we love you, Andrew. Stay in your lane. Don't he's you out, fuck this up. He's out here he next talked, week. If he talked Izzy out of it. I'd be so mad at him. He would. Izzy's not going to listen to him. Of course on that. he wouldn't. But no. imagine if he did. What if Andrew had some fucking magic hypnosis power? And Izzy and was like, yeah, I talked like, to Schultz, man. I'm, I'm not going to do even it. talk English. Like, what? The fuck are we doing? Why'd you do that? Don't forget. Gay Jesus. Don't forget. Dude, how about one that fight is confirmed? Ferguson Khabib is happening. How the fuck did people not understand? He was saying, don't forget. You know, out of all the times that I've ever not done post-fight commentary, that was the, the time I was the most mad. Would they not let you? I wasn't there. I wasn't there for that fight. Oh, was it on? So when he was saying it was a fight that I wasn't there. But it was, it was somewhere. Where was that? I don't at? know. But I you weren't there. there. I wasn't right. there. It was so a pay-per-view. Like, don't forget Jesus. Look. I, I know a lot of Cuban people. I know what the fuck he's saying. He's saying, don't forget Jesus. It's not dof, go for gay. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah, why would he say? What, what, yeah, what, cr- what did they think it up, he said? Crank it up so we can hear it. Hey, Miami. Hey, Florida. It was a fight night. That's why he didn't do it. Yeah. Listen, people, listen, listen. He's got a John, listen. he's got a Bible quote on his forehead, folks. What happened to you, USA? What happened to you? What's going on, you? Forget for the, the best of the best of the war. The name is Jesus Christ. He said, don't forget. What happened to you? Listen, it Wake keeps going. Up, USA. Go, go back for you, go. Go for Jesus. Not forget Jesus, people. Not forget Jesus. God, dude. But the thing is, he's going, what's wrong with you, Americans? What's wrong with you, Americans? You forget, you forget, you forget Jesus, you gay people. No. Dude. You think that's what he said? That's exactly okay. what he said. Let me hear that again. Damn. <laughs> that's exactly. You know what? Pause for a second. I'm going to be honest. You thought that? I'm going to be honest. I did a little bit. I was like, wait, no. <laughs> because he lines it up with what's wrong with you, America? What's oh, wrong with you the, people? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. He said forget. 
pretty clear. That's what fucked me. You up. forget. You forget. Right, but you a forget guy like Jesus. That who barely you believe speaks. in gay Jesus. Is that really what he said? Yeah, <laughs> play that shit again, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> I cut it off, Jamie. What happened to you, USA? Okay. What happened to, what you? Happened to you? Hold on. What's going on? You forget for the, the best of the best forget. of the world. Okay. Nope. Yeah. You forget the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. USA, yeah, yeah. you Keep forget. Going. You forget, forget the best in the world. Forget. Go ahead. Of the world, the name of Jesus Christ. What happened to you? What happened what to you? USA? What, ha- what come? What come? Go back for you. Go. Go for Jesus. Not for gay Jesus. People. Not not for gay Jesus people. Not, maybe, but maybe not forget Jesus. It's like, what happened to you not forget Jesus? It wasn't like there was some gay thing that was going on that he was commenting on. No, I know. It could have easily. But he's, he's so bad at English. He's so bad. It easily could be, don't forget Jesus. He said, go for Jesus. Don't forget Jesus. The only problem is he goes, what's wrong with you, USA? What's wrong with you? You forget the number one, yeah. Jesus. What's wrong with you? Go back. Go back. Don't forget, don't forget, Je- don't forget Maybe Jesus. Maybe it's don't forget Jesus. But he says don't forget, right? One more time. Because it, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. Here, we're breaking this down. First of all, pause for a second. You've got to remember, he just got hit in the head a, a gang of times, yeah. right? I mean, what fight was this? Do we remember? And look, he's got John 3.16 or 3.18 on a, on a bandana around his head. He's got a Bible quote on his fucking head. Go for Jesus, not for gay Jesus, people. Go for Jesus, not forget Jesus. Yeah, not you forget. forget. You he, forget Jesus. It's, yeah, it's, it's it doesn't possible. make sense. It doesn't make sense. Period. Yeah, no matter for, what for it him is. to say not for gay Jesus, that no, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. No one's Jesus saying Jesus is, is gay. gay. No, no. There's no rumors. Anyway, He's saying don't forget we Jesus. We might have just started a rumor about Jesus being gay. Imagine if we were the first ones. After all these years, all these like years. this is what I heard about Jesus, and then it becomes like everybody's talking about it. Like Yoel was, ta- there was a scroll. He really was gay. Shut bro, get down. Shut shop down. Jesus was gay. Of course, he loves everybody. It's confusing, though. I can see how people mix those words. Because when, when we first watched him, I went, oh, he's going hard on the pain on the USA and gays. But I remember thinking, don't forget when I Jesus. heard it, that he was saying, don't forget, because a lot of Cubans, with that accent, they might say, don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget we go out. Yeah. Don't forget, 8 o'clock, we yeah. be here. They, yeah. they have that sort of way of talking. So when I hear, don't forget, I'd be like, oh, he's saying that don't forget sense. Jesus. I'm going to assume he said don't forget Jesus. It doesn't make sense that we'd say no, no for gay the only Jesus. Is that he, doesn't make any the sense. The only problem is he kept saying you USA, forget. you forget. Yeah. USA, you forget. And then for gay. For gay. But he's barely speaking English, nah, man. It's barely, it I mean, that's, he can barely. That's not There's good. no way you should hold him accountable to be able to accentuate every word correctly. But I think, I think most people got over <laughs> it. And we just rehashed it. <laughs> Dude, we just rehashed we it. Just fucking... But listen, man, that, that guy is one of the most scary athletes I've ever seen in the UFC. When he knocked out Chris Wyden with that flying knee that Dude. just comes out of nowhere. I mean, he does shit to people, man. He throws people. Remember, he took a fucking straight head kick from Derek Brunson right to the neck. Just walked it off like it was nothing. Pretending like nothing happened. Doesn't really use his wrestling either. Well, he does a little, but really, but he doesn't fucks really fuck with up. it. Yeah, he just wants to knock your head off. I think with his mass, right, the amount of muscle that he has, so much muscle, 
and the explosive energy required to try to take somebody down. I don't know if he can do that for five minutes for five rounds. No, especially with a guy with takedown defense. Yeah. No. And then he's a little bit more vulnerable with his striking if he can't explode. See, he's not a technical striker in the vein of Stylebender. Stylebender's a technical striker. Stylebender is setting you up. He's giving you looks. And then he's doing things to you to see how you respond. And then he'll fake things and high kick you. He'll do some shit to you that you don't know is coming. Yoel's not that. Yoel is exploding at a way that you can't handle. You can't be on guard all the time. You can't be like this because you're going to burn out. So there's going to be a moment where you relax. There's going to be a moment where you you can't quite move out of the way quick enough, and that's when he's going to leap on you. Boom! And he hits you with that flying <laughs> knee like he hit wide, and you're like, Jesus! It's ridiculous. I, I, I think for Stylebender, though, and just looking up the matchup and what Stylebender did to Robert Whitaker. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do think Izzy finishes him. I do. It's all about I, if Izzy can just keep him from taking him down. Because if he, if he's, they're standing up, the thing about Yoel is these leaps, these power, just gi- these giant explosive movements. But Izzy's going to be aware of that. He's going to try to he, he stand seen on the that outside. Before. He saw it. Look at Robert Whitaker. Never really had opportunity to explode like that. Izzy's so good at distance, and he's fought big, powerful guys before. So you know, he's seen that. You know, the one guy that knocked out Izzy is starting to fight in MMA again. That's Alex Pereira. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? Yep. He's fucking terrifying. Yeah. That dude is a ruthless striker. How's, how's his MMA coming, though? I have no idea. I know he talks shit to Izzy, but it's like... That's because he KO'd him in a kickboxing fight. Yeah. He hit him with a horrific left hook. Robert, I mean, um, Alex Pereira fucks up everybody, man. For sure. MMA's different animal. Though. Very different. Different animal. Very different animal. But in kickboxing... He has a ways to go. It's sure. too bad people don't know who that guy is. <clears throat> I know. You know, because in kickboxing... I mean, you see what he did to Jason Wellness? No. Holy fuck, dude. Tore him up. Holy fuck. I don't really kickboxing, man. For, pull, pull up Alex Pereira versus Jason Wellness on, in glory for the world title. Dude, he's a fucking Terminator. He smashes people. Who's he fighting with? Well, it's is all... Is he just gl- in some this. low <clears throat> level? No, man. He's fighting glory. No, I'm saying MMA. Is he well, fighting? I don't know. I have no I'm idea. Sure he's just I just heard up. that he's about to do it again. I don't know if a, a matchup has even been announced. But his fucking striking so dangerous because in a lot of ways he reminds me God, not he's not big. he's very big. Not with the finale. Well, this is the guy who knocked out Izzy. Not with the finality of like the the way Deontay Wilder punches, but with that kind of he's got that he's kind rangy of ability like to finish. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Deontay's something special. I mean, he really is. I mean, nobody... He's nobody, 216 pounds. Nobody knocks people out with a punch like that. God's to, gift. To the forehead. I mean, I've never seen it. I've, I, he's 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 like the new next level in terms of striking You know power. Ruiz and Joshua's rematch is Saturday. That's right. That's right. The 7th. So in this fight, he sets him up, and I think he hits him with a, a knee and, the, or, and then a high kick. He stops him. Or a high kick first and then a knee. It's coming up here. But Pereira is one of those guys where, in it, okay, it's right there. You just missed the knockdown. Ready? Here it is. Pereira is one of those guys that can really do this to anybody. It's just a matter of if he hits you. So like, Willness is as tough Boom. as they come. Boom, there's the head God kicked. damn. Willness, Jason Willness is as tough as they come. He's been in there with some fucking killers. In fact, Izzy lost to Jason Willness by decision. It was, uh, I thought he, lo- I thought it was Kind of a bad decision. Really? I thought, thought Stylebender won. Oh, look at that flying God, knee. That's damn. it, man. Back that up again. I was talking. Let's see that again. Watch this. This is how good Alex fucking Pereira is, son. Watch this. Stack. Boom. Just look out. One more time. Look how good that knee is. Watch that left knee. Bam. Boom. God, I mean, that shit's damn. perfect. 
perfect. Look at that again. Watch this. Yeah. Boom! I oh, mean, that is God. that is a perfect flying knee, and that's just how tough Jason Wilness is. Where was his MMA fight, uh, Jamie? Do you know? So he's got. He's gonna be one trouble for sure for everybody oh if he God. can stop a Dude, takedown. What, what, remember Rico Van Hooven came over. He's training. Yeah, yeah he's training at AK. And then, have we heard from? Did well, he just? Rico's stop? got that rematch with Bader Hari in kickboxing. Yeah, though. that's coming up real soon. But I thought he was gonna keep doing MMA and eventually come on over to the dark side. <sighs> I think he wants to do that after Bader Hari. But the Bader Hari fight is the biggest fight in all of kickboxing. Okay, so he's had two fights that he Three won fights. and one fight that he lost. So he lost his his uh, MMA debut by submission, rear naked choke. But then he won two fights by KO and TKO. He hasn't fought in three years. Yeah, that's he's, in, he's fighting in jungle fights, which is kind of like the uh, LFA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was then. I mean, who knows who he's fighting now? But see if you could pull up Alex Pereira fight soon. So how how old is he? I don't say he's like thirty. How old is he? James does it say thirty two. In the final two years, he'll be tough. To... Well, it's all about whether or not he's got a ground game. I don't know anything about his ground game. Yeah. All, all I know about is his striking is Phenomenal. fucking ferocious. Dude, he's so scary. And he could do that to anybody. If you could do that to Stylebender, you could fucking do that to anybody. For sure. And if you see the Stylebender fight, he catches him with a clean left hook and just shuts his lights out. But shows you how good Stylebender is, too. Yep. Boom. Look how good this guy is. Jesus Christ. Bro. But how about Stylebender has the skill set to fight a guy like that? That wasn't Stylebender right there. That was a different fight. Was that different? Yeah, he's the current champ champ at set of uh, glory. Yes, he won two divisions. He's two Jesus division champ. Jesus Christ. Now. Yeah, he's fighting 205 and 85. Right? Is that the, the two differences <clears throat> in the weight classes? I think so. Either way, murderer. Just a murderer. Scary guy. There's, uh, but there's, there's everybody and then there's Wilder. There's everybody, everybody with power you've ever seen, and then there's Wilder. Wilder's power is like, what is happening? Like, he, he's got superpower. Yeah, like his technique's not phenomenal. It's just not, it's, sometimes he throws from the hip. It's just like, when Doesn't he touches matter. you, it's over. His and here's the thing, he's not like a George Foreman or like these bigger dudes. He he's floats around 213 to 219. Yeah. Like, he's not a big dude. Not even not even remotely big. It's in insane. Man. It's insane. When he hit Ortiz on the forehead <sighs> and just, and that's not an easy fight. Man. No. Ortiz no. is a fucking monster. No, and it showed. I mean, Ortiz was winning in my book. He was winning up until that punch. Yeah, he's winning. And now you got Fury Wilder in February. Dude. Can't wait for that. And what do you think about Saturday night? What do you mean? Oh, with Ruiz, Joshua, Joshua. Ruiz I think too. Joshua pieces him up. You do? I do. Really? <clears throat> I, I hate when people say, you know, oh, it's like a Buster Douglas situation. It's not because... Someone doesn't like Mexicans. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. We're kidding, folks. Yeah, my girl's Mexican. My yeah, kid, both my kids are, kids are Mexican. Yeah, my kids are Mexican, for God's sake. Dude, Andy Ruiz has got a shot. He has a shot, but because he was also... It's not a fluke like Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Because Andy Ruiz was winning most of the fight before he even knocked him out. Mm -hmm. He knocked out, not, got knocked down third, but he was winning. He had more rounds in the bank. Well, he got knocked down, but then he got back up and knocked Joshua down. Correct. But so he was ahead on the scorecards, yeah. too. So yeah. And then he just stopped him, right? But I think it was the perfect storm for Anthony Joshua to lose the fight. I think Joshua knows what he's dealing with. Remember, that was a late replacement. He was supposed to fight Big Baby Miller. And also going into that camp, he was dealing with some personal issues, which everybody does. But the other thing is he got 
the rumor is is comes he got knocked out in camp by a Philadelphia heavyweight. Who's so, the guy? Do you know? I forget that he's a stud. I definitely heard the rumor from multiple different sources that he got knocked out. In Legit camp. source I heard. Le- le- guy who would know. It seemed like it. There was another rumor that he had a nervous breakdown in the locker room mm-hmm. that he knew he shouldn't have been fighting. And his dad was like, "No, let's not go out there." So that's why you see yeah. his dad arguing <clears throat> with Eddie Hearn. Yeah. And it, here's what else is interesting too is now they're doing the rematch. It's in Saudi Arabia. They they didn't have arena there. They built it for this seats fifteen thousand people. But <laughs> so crazy. He's making seventy five million dollars, some shit like that. Woo! Yeah, for this fight. And it's I think it they they know what's going on. There's something going on because it's away from everything. Yeah. Like media is not going to be it's Saudi Arabia. So there's like the pressure of the English crowd's not there. So I they're trying to protect the golden goose here in Saudi Arabia. Would you think he's the golden goose? Here's what I think. I think if Andy Ruiz knocks him out again, oh, he's he's, he's yeah, as over. big a golden goose as there is in the world. Andy, Andy Ruiz, you know how many fucking Mexicans there are, bro? I don't have to tell you. You made two yourself. Uh, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of Mexicans. A lot of Mexicans, man. And the guy's soft spoken. He's a sweetheart. He's got fantastic hands. I mean, he's got a fluidity to him that you rarely see in the heavyweight division. Whereas a lot of heavyweights, they're like big one punch guys. No, he's a Andy combo. Ruiz is like bobbing and weaving and you, throwing combinations. But, but people are confused because if you've just discovered Andy Ruiz in the Anthony Joshua fight. He's not a finisher. He's not a knockout artist. That was just that fight. It was balls to the wall. He just had nothing to lose. He was like playing with house money. But now he's a better pure boxer than Joshua, but Joshua, I bet you finishes him under 10. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he definitely hurt him in the first fight. He hurt him first and then threw caution to the win and got cracked. Yep. Because he underestimated Andy's resolve and his ability to recover. He didn't from realize the big how shot. good Andy is inside that, you know, close quarters. Now imagine what would happen if instead of going crazy and trying to stop him, what if he just boxes on the outside and keeps trying to land Joshua? a big shot? Yes. Yeah. That's instead what he's of, gonna do. Yeah. Instead of going in like he did in the first fight. Correct. The and thing then Ruiz, is, I think, is gonna he's gonna stay on the outside, use a jab, set him up, he's gonna win rounds with footwork. And boxing, and then event in the jab, and then eventually six, seven, eight. Rui's gonna be way down on the cards, and be like, all right, fuck, go for broke. I think it's caught coming in. Interesting prediction. Who knows? See, though? who knows it's for boxing. sure? I feel like Ruiz is gonna have incredible confidence because he's going into this fight knowing that he's able to beat the heavyweight champion of the world, win the title, and he's got a fucking Rolls Royce now. Okay, he's going in there with champ attitude. You think? Yes. Or is he going there doubting himself? I don't think so. One or two things. I don't think so. You think he realized he can hang with the champ? Yes. He knocked him out. He won the title. I think he's the fucking champ, and I think he's got ma- more love and more respect than he's ever had in his oh, life. 100%. And I think he likes it. 100%. And he seems like he's having a good time. I think we see an even better Andy Ruiz. I think we you see. Think a f- he beats him? Yep. I don't know. I don't know if he beats him, but I think he's going to be better. I think I think Joshua's going to be better too. I think both guys realize this a better is Joshua. But also, guys. if Joshua loses his fight, it's like. Where does he go from here? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, look, you tell me you wouldn't want to see Joshua Wilder? I'll I'll watch Joshua Fury all goddamn day. I'll watch I that think too. Wilder knocks Joshua Cole. I want to see everything. Me too. I want to see it all. I want to see everything. I want to see all of it. I think uh, Andy lost weight. What is Andy weighing now? I don't know what he weighs, but... I think he's down. His speed's trouble, man. Dude, his combinations. He's so fluid. So silky People forget smooth. about Joshua, though, man. You remember. Can't dude, forget. Dude, dude was a gold... And he got dropped by Vladimir gold. Klitschko. Remember that? And came, came back, back and fucked him up. Him. He also beat Dillian White. Like yep. his resume is insane. Oh yeah, I mean Olympic gold medalist, you know, and probably the best body in the history of the division. Oh, that I boy's mean, bodied seriously, up. Seriously, yeah. Like yeah. especially when he fought when he fought Ruiz, he was a little thick. 
I think he's lost a little weight himself. I think uh, one of the things he's done is he's gone less strength and conditioning and more pure boxing. He was so big. He was talking about that. He said, essentially, his word, the way he described it is, I was listening to this interview with him, some English gentleman, and he was saying that, um, you think about it, you have 100% of your energy. If you put 50% of it to strength and conditioning and 50% of it to boxing, you're not going to achieve the same amount as if you put 100% to boxing. Something to that effect. Yeah. So the idea is he's doing less road work, he's doing more conditioning in the gym, and he's doing like heavy bags, mitts. It's smart. Yeah. It's because if, if you look at you know Andy Ruiz's kind of advantages over and be speed combinations, mm-hmm. so you don't want to just be this big heavy bulker. Also, if you're looking at future matchups, Fury and Wilder, they're all lighter on the feet. Yeah. You know, move better, better cardio. So how much weight has he lost? Was it this say? is him. This is Joshua. Uh, he said he's taken on a prison workout mindset for this fight. Well, his career's on the line, I think. Yeah, so, so here, Here's the thing, too, and it's the same with uh, Conor McGregor. Conor's career's on the line as well against Cowboy. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So when you put these guys... Andrew Ruiz has tricked fans into thinking he's lost weight. He did that Burt Kreischer trick for this picture, he said, where he... Lifted his, nice his arms angle, up in the air. His arms up. Burt Kreischer trick. First of all, how dare you? That, did all, he quote right. Burt Kreischer, yeah. though? No, no. Mm. I wish he did. He looks video. exactly the same. He's exactly the same. More recent training video where okay. he looks the same. Let me see. Fatter, he said. But it's just Even a picture fatter. of it. There's a video of him uh, hitting the, um, the shield, and uh, he misses and catches his trainer on the chin. Get a little wild. Fuck. Yeah, he drops his trainer. I, I would be worried about Andy Ruiz. He, you know, he hasn't seen the spotlight in that money, and there's the Rolls Royce, and he might have been partying in San Diego. I'd be worried about oh, him. Man. I'd be worried about him, you know, being like, oh, this is the life. Yeah, that's possible. Yep. But uh, I don't think so. I think I think he's a disciplined guy. Mm. I think he just is wild. And, I mean, and just loves food. Looks, I can't be that disciplined with that body. No, no, no. He no, looks a certain way. That you're uh, you're not gonna get away with uh... discipline doesn't come to the when it comes to food. <laughs> well, it's not gonna win any best body contests, but he fucks a lot of people up. Fucks a lot of people up. I don't think he's gonna trick Joshua this time though. I think the first time he tricked him, Joshua's probably looking at him like, I'm gonna fuck this boy. Joshua's oh. like, Oh, oh that's what you do? I've yeah. seen this in the millions of fights I've had in the Olympics. Yeah. Watch this. That's yeah. what I think's gonna happen. Now if Ruiz wins, all right. But I, you know, I yeah. just I just I don't see it, man. It's it's so interesting because it becomes as big a fight as Wilder Fury too. It becomes a giant fight. Wilder Fury too to me is the heavyweight fight. That's the heavyweight fight. 100%. I'm really interested in this fight. Joshua's though. third, I think. Yeah. Joshua Joshua's like it used to be Joshua number one, the golden child, and he you know obviously lost, so he fell off. But Wilder and Fury have just been doing their thing, man. Well, this is the fight that I want to see more than anything is Wilder Fury too. That's the number one. Me too. Just because the first one was so controversial and fantastic, though. so good, and you know I, I rewatched it yesterday. In fact, you can make a real, real solid argument that. Ty Tyson Fury got robbed. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The, o- the only argument for Deontay Wilder is, you know, he, he did knock him down. Oh, da- if the fight was a fight, if it was a fight fight, you know, like in the streets, and two guys were going at it like that, and one guy dropped the guy and blasted him and then dropped him in the end and he was laying on his back, and he got up and, the, the, you know, at the end of the round, they decided <clears throat> it was the end of the fight, you would say, man, I think he won. He fucked that dude up. But as far as boxing rules it's go, a boxing contest. Fury won that fight. Fury won the yeah, boxing Fury won contest. The but Deontay Wilder, man. I like the draw, though, because Deontay Wilder had did the most damage in the oh, fight. Sure. So I was like, all right. When it was a draw, I'm like, oh, I dig that. 
He's you know what? To fight what again. Here's the argument against a draw, though. He gets dropped. Tyson Fury gets dropped in the the final round, right? Loses one point for sure, right? It's definitely now a ten eight round for Tyson for Deontay Wilder after that knockdown. It was a bad knockdown. But then he gets up and wins the rest of the round. Wins the rest of the round. So what do you say there? You I give know. him a point for that. So you no, Fury won the fight. So what is it? Nine eight. What is that then? If it's a ten point must system, how does that work? Does that mean then would it go back to even? Can you have a 7-7 round if you both drop each other twice? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Right? What happens there? So. I don't do you know. Ever ju- Imagine if guys just But like, then wouldn't it just go back to, you wouldn't score that round 10-8, you'd do it 10-9. Shouldn't we know this? It'd, be, it'd just be a 10-9. I should, I should definitely know this. Yeah, we're not but, boxing judges. But even, we well, use the same scores in the UFC, don't they? Dude, here, are, is this not where you at all? So Khabib, Tony, I'm like, fuck yeah, finally. Best mm. fight. Skill-wise, all-time lightweight division. One yeah. of the best fights the UFC could ever make. But same place, Brooklyn. Brooklyn might have voodoo. Why are we doing it there, dude? I don't know, man. You got, and guess who's Imagine. the doctor? Probably homeboy freaked out when he saw blood on Nate Diaz. Oh, that's right. So he's a doctor. You don't think Tony Ferg's going to be using those elbows? Oh, my God. That's so true. Doc, take a fucking hike. That's so true. He's going to be using those elbows from the bottom, too, son. He's not scared of getting taken down. Not at all. Not at all. Enjoys it. You're Mike's gonna, fighting you're, off his back. He loves it. You're going to get that fight. I think you're, you're going to get one of the greatest trilogies of mixed mm-hmm. martial arts history with those three. He can those scramble two. in a way that other guys can't. It's dangerous. Know? Other places could be. Oh, yeah. On, when you look at the matchups, you're just like, holy shit, Tony mm-hmm. is a perfect kind of foe for Khabib. Well, particularly because he's so good at submitting people from his back when with everything, with <clears> arms <throat> and with legs. I mean, he beat Kevin Lee with a triangle. Think about how many people he darsed. How about that Barboza fight? Remember Ridiculous. that fight? Ridiculous. So he darsed a guy that's completely covered in blood, which is so hard to do. Here's the other thing you got to remember. Tony doesn't get tired. Doesn't get tired. It's a wave. It's a yeah. slow wave. So in the fifth, he's actually better than he was in the first. How is that possible? What the fuck is he doing, strength and conditioning-wise, that other people are not? He's just always been that way. I think it's a genetic thing. I think, you know, I, I used to train with Tony at Rain. He would he would spar with everybody else, keep going to guys like, oh, I'm good, then go to the bag or run sprints. He's just, it's just in his DNA to keep going. You talk to Eddie about it. Like, dude, yeah. he's doing six-hour-long practices. Yeah, they said there's no one like him, and they said that everybody else gets exhausted. All the people that train with him? They're all getting exhausted, and he's lapping them, running hills. Does these hill sprints, laps everybody. I mean, just a freak. Same, like, like the Cain Velasquez thing. We're like, what the right, fuck's going on right. here? What is happening there? Me- Bo- you know what it is? Both Mexican. Two, there's something about that. Something there. Gilbert Melendez, too, back in his prime, known for having cardio. Actually, he said it. I think a lot of his uh, just like powerful Mexican genetics. Mexican DNA. Listen, man, you know any endurance Andy Ruiz says, hold my ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a meatball sub. Yeah. Maybe some quesadillas. <laughs> Hold my fucking tamale real quick. If he wins, dude, come on, man. You know what Ruiz? kind of celebration we're going to have in L.A.? If he beats Ruiz? You think? If he beats Joshua, rather? Yeah, maybe. I mean, oh Canelo's the fucking Canelo's guy the fucking for man, Mexicans. He's the fucking man, too. Here's the really crazy thing. Ready for this? Yeah. If Andy Ruiz lost all the fat on his body, how much do you think he'd weigh? 130 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> What's son he, of a what's bitch. He's he, he son of a bitch. What, I know. I, I, no disrespect. No disrespect. No, no disrespect. <laughs> it's all, it's all disrespect. But what's he's he, like, he's probably 250, right? 250, 260. Yeah. But he's not tall either, no. man. He's maybe 6'1", 6'2". 6 foot tall. 6, six foot. foot? Okay. And that's okay. on there, so it's really 5'11". Sure. Then what's his weight? Uh, oh, boys. Uh, I want to say he's 250. 
You say 215? He's thick like a bowl of guacamole. Yeah, 215 <laughs> guacamole is so thick. It's so thick. Guacamole is the thickest. It's the you can't thickest. drink that. No, it's the uh, thickest. It's the thick- you can drink yogurt. You can't drink guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> they make yogurt drinks. They don't make guacamole no, drinks. It's so Get the thick. fuck out of here. What do we got? I, I'm a fan of him. I just think... Oh, did he really weigh 262? That wasn't his last fight, but uh, he fought at 262. What was he uh, against uh, um, Anthony Anthony Joshua in the first fight? Dude, 5'11", 262? That boy is... He can lose a little. Not gonna lie. Or not. Or he's just like, why, dude? I'm fucking... I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. He has three belts. He has more belts than Wilder. He's more belts than anybody. Well, here's an argument that I always used to make about Roy Nelson, is that he could take body shots better because it's like he's wearing eight sweaters. <laughs> yeah, right? 100%, man. <laughs> right? And they hit like I a mean, Mack truck. Yeah, dude, very similar, both of them. But if you think about like Roy's belly, Roy would take a shot to the belly like it was nothing. Do people would kick him. Remember, like, Frank was kicking him. In the, yeah. Everybody's kicked him. Krokop rocked him in the stomach. Yeah. He's the only guy. It, it listed, I couldn't <sighs> find it in pounds. It was listed as 19 stones and two pounds. So I had to fucking convert it. But it's so like is that 268? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 270, Jesus. bro. 5'11", 270? He's a little thick. Leave him alone. Isn't it weird? Because think about it. He trains hard. He trains hard, but he must Again, eat the shit out of some Mexican food. Mexican genetics, Mexican food. Mexican food, too, will pack on the pounds. If you're looking at some calorie-dense food, him, bro. there's a place up here. What is Is that place on Canoga? Uh, Where is that place? That Mexican joint that we go Talking to? Talking about Seoul? No, no, no. Have no. been this to Seoul? Is, it's one of the best this places. Is, this is one little joint. I don't even want to say the name because I don't want them to get flooded. <laughs> Oh, don't, because I need a so spot around good, here. It's so good, dude. It's so good. It's so authentic. You go in there, got the Mexican soap operas are playing. No. Nobody speaks Oh, my English. girl's going to freak out. Woo, really? you're going to love it. Yeah, they Fuck got yeah. those pickled uh, jalapenos oh, with dude, onions. tell me off here. A big old big I'm going to stop that on the way yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, freak the fuck goodness. out. Oh, my goodness. They got lengua quesadillas. Bro. My baby's six days old. Already Woo! eating jalapenos, dude. Already. It's just fucking. <laughs> Crack over the beer, <laughs> wearing a sombrero. <laughs> If I had one food forever, it might be Mexican. Mexican or Italian. Yeah, one of those two. If I could only have one thing forever, like a specific ethnic food. Mexican's so good. Yeah. Although oh, it's kind you of- You know what? I might say Brazilian. Really? I might say churrascaria. If I had all one choice- Yeah. I would miss the meat. Yeah. Dude, yeah. All the, you got carne asada with Mexican though. Oh, that's dude. true. <sighs> that's true. Carne asada. But, yeah, but- like if I'm if there's a Mexican joint next to a Fogo de Chao, I you know what I'm not a big Fogo de Chao guy. It stresses me out. I gotta flip the green. They just keep coming. <laughs> I'm sweating, and I don't and I and I, I don't eat the salad bar. I'm like you ain't funny dick me on that dude. That's how you keep your old digestive tract clean. You nah, need some fuck fiber. that. I, no, oh, I only eat the dude. fillet, the I real prepare. expensive one. I'm like really? you know what I'm looking for. You like Come the fillet? F- oh dude, oh, that I forget what is the way to go. I think that's Top it. Roast, yeah, yeah. Oh, Top it's real loin. pink. Yeah, well, when they bring the chicken the outside, or the sausage, I'm like, bitch, I didn't come here for sausage. <laughs> Go get the fucking red meat, bro. What's with the dried tomatoes? Oh, my God. <laughs> dude. I'm get here the for the picanha. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. Oh, here's, I, I know you're, you could put away some food. I guarantee you Ari Shafir will eat you under the table in that place. I agree. I don't eat that much food. There's some, But you can if you want to. I could. You could. You got a yeah. lot of room. Yeah, you're, you're right. a big fella. I'm bigger than Ari. Ari Shafir, I'm telling you, i never seen nothing like it. He can eat. He just goes for plates and plates. All of us, including Diaz. It's always We're the skinny sitting guy. Back, sitting back going, what the fuck is going on? It's like, it's free. It's free. You can eat as much as you want. I'm gonna keep eating. So I think Ari, when he knows he's gonna go to Fogo to Child, he like won't eat for like a day. 
That's I think the Jew in him, man. He's he just, just he just gangster about it. It's I think it's competitive as well. It's, it's like competitive you, as fuck. you think you think you're gonna make me pay this much, <clears throat> and I'm not gonna eat more than that's worth. <laughs> Dude, we uh, we had uh, Dan Soder on. You know who the comic? Yeah, comic. He's fucking funny guy, fantastic. man. He's the best. He's, he's from got like, a new HBO special, right? Yeah, damn. Yeah, he's from uh, Aurora. So we played against each other oh, in high school. Oh no, shit! What did he play? He played uh, linebacker oh, at Smoky Hill. I played at Overland, so we what know a, each other. That's hilarious. Yeah, so we had him on the show day, but he was talking about we're t- he was talking about how the culture in LA the comics how they like help each other out and I was like well that's because Joe Rogan is the guy that cultivated that kind of atmosphere where you know it's we help each other out in the podcast game and the comics like Joe's the one who started that and he goes you know who started in New York and I'm like I don't see it in New York I know you guys and Andrew Schultz kind of part of the squad over here now but and he goes when Ari moved from LA because of Joe when Ari moved from LA came to New York he came in there was like the fuck's wrong with you guys what's wrong with you guys and just kind of like took over and was like, no, no, we're going to help each other out, man. And he's like that. And he learned that obviously you and Ari are close, but he took that same attitude and brought it to New York. That's interesting. My, my, my take on it was always, you should treat it like martial arts. Like we're in there doing battle. It's not us versus us. And if you're better, I get better. Yep. It's, it's better for everybody. And we got into this because we're fans of comedy. Yeah. I got into comedy because I loved watching it. I want to watch it. I want to watch Diaz. Like I want to watch Theo. I want to watch Count. I want to watch you. I want to watch yeah. every. I want to watch people kill. But we're all friends. I want to though, watch. Too. I want to watch Makovsky. It's also your friends. Like you I don't know, want to yes. see anybody bomb. Oh, I know we Smith. laugh when someone bombs, but dude, we know so many good comics. Bill Burr. I mean, cut the fucking shit. There's so many of them now. Dalia. There's so many murder. Whitney. There's a bunch of Bert, murderers. Tom. Bert. Schultz. Dude, there's so many. Mark Schultz, Norman. Schultz is murdered. Mark Norman's hilarious. There's so many good comics now. And if you really love comedy, we're supposed to do that for each other. We're yeah. supposed it's there's not many of us, man. The idea that like your success somehow or another is bad for me, that's crazy. crazy. What am I gonna be in Tennessee when you're in Tennessee? You know, you, you're going to come follow me around. We're going to battle for the same customers. There's fucking people everywhere. There's 300 million people. We've also done shows in the same town, and you're doing these giant arenas. Yeah, we just and did I'm that. And I'm doing the improv, and they all sell out. Everything you're sell out, mine sell out. Yeah, dude, we, we have a unique thing, and th- this unique thing is really only appreciated by the people that are doing it. Like, everybody that's doing it, 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 like realizes like this is unusual we haven't had this before but but i think it comes from you you need someone in your position to do that and people go oh that's he's killing it and he's nice like that oh that makes sense you know well I'm i think glad. that's where it comes from i'm very dude. happy yeah i'm very happy because it's a it's a it's a different time it's a different feel it's a different time you know like when i was coming up when i was in my early days the comedy store was like very backstabby and very like people didn't they didn't help anybody and they yeah. weren't happy when you got good things and you know there just wasn't a lot of camaraderie you know like me and Diaz that was like my first real comrade at the store you know when I, I became like really good friends with Joey because I realized like Joey's like a real guy you know what I mean he's the best it's like, guy he's an animal like he grew up I mean he when I met him it was only a few years after he got released for armed kidnapping <laughs> you know? but I knew he, who he was like I got it I go, I go I'm like this is a man like uh, like I'm his friend we're yeah. friends I'm that guy's friends to the death yep I'm his friend to the death and I know that about him with me 100% we became friends like real early on in our life and you guys would go on the road together oh yeah man i would eat it man i ate it going on after him once in jersey oh dude i wasn't ready i'd only been doing comedy gotta realize 
when I came out to LA, I'd only been doing comedy six years. Two, four, six, eighty-four, ninety-four. Yes. Were you Started headlining in, in six years? Yes. 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 And I shouldn't have been, you know. And I ate it a few times. I ate it once. I was headlining four years in, and Jim Brewer made me fucking go down in flames. <sighs> Ooh, it's one of the most horrific bombings of my career. But I learned something out of it. One, I learned by watching Jim, because Jim was murdering, just destroying. And two, I learned that I was nervous. I was real nervous before I went on. I wasn't enjoying him. I wasn't laughing at him. Instead, I was scared. I was like sitting back there scared that I had to go next. How am I going to follow this? Instead of laughing and yeah. enjoying it and going up going there the as ride. a guy who's having a good time and wants everybody to have a good time, I was going up there selfish. And they can smell that. The yes. audience is like, oh, this guy's. Yes, I was thinking about myself. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about having a good time. I wasn't thinking about being the director of having a good time. So I, I had to learn that with Diaz. I, I, I learned that with with um, with Brewer for sure. But I never had to follow Brewer again after that, other than maybe like a, a small spot at the the um, like uh, Boston Comedy or Caroline's or something like that. But not when he was doing like a half an hour. He was the middle, and I was a headliner. And I wasn't supposed to be a fucking headliner. You know, Brewer's doing like uh, he's opening up for, for a while. Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, but Metallica didn't <clears> they? I think Hatfield just checked into rehab. Yeah, I know. So, so that, I, yeah. yeah, so they had to stop doing it. Brewer's a monster. But, monster. But, People so, forget. But me taking <clears throat> Diaz on the road with me, first of all, like, he, I knew, like, I want to take guys on the road with me that can hang, that we're, we're fun. We can talk shit. We can have fun. We can go to dinner and laugh. Yes. Like, you go to dinner with Joey Diaz. You've been to dinner with us. It's the, the goddamn Joey Diaz show. The best. We're just crying. Yeah. And he knows that we love him, and he knows we're giant fans. He turns it on. So he turns it on. Yeah. Like, I tell everybody, that's the funniest person that's ever walked the face of the earth. He said things that I couldn't believe he fucking said in restaurants. We're falling on the ground, pounding the carpet under the table. Can't breathe. Can't breathe. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. The best. The best. <laughs> he's a fucking animal. But, like, to have a guy like that and to go on a road with a guy like that, you also have to be sharp. Like, you have to, you have to pick your game up. You you're, I mean, it's basically you're sparring with the best of the best. You can't slack off. No. You just can't. There's none of that. You can't do that. You have to be ready. And you have to enjoy it. So what I learned to do, instead of being scared to go on after him, which I definitely was a couple of times, particularly that one time in Jersey. I remember I did okay. I did good. Like, I didn't bomb. But uh, there was moments where it was rough. It was today I'd want to kill myself. But back then, <laughs> back then I wasn't that good anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I could barely get through it anyway. But I remember um, just it was like, whoa. Like there was like 10 whole minutes where I was struggling before I picked it up. It was bombing. It's bad. They, it wasn't the worst kind of bombing where they don't clap when you leave. Yeah. But they, they definitely clap. like, <laughs> I've had that, man. That's rough. Thank you. Good night. There's nothing. They're like, fuck you. You're like, whoa, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to bomb like that. But but I definitely dude, wasn't dude, as funny I was, as him. I wasn't expected to do this, fellas. I, I but, I, but then, so then we all started hanging out together, right? And then it was like Ari and Red Band and Duncan. And we all supported each other. And we all... Started just spreading this idea like we're, we're all friends, okay? Like just because we're all doing the same job, we're not in competition with each other. No. We're supposed to be the opposite. Yeah, we're supposed to be in support of each other. And then if you do that, then we can bring other people along too. 
and instead of it being a network like NBC or ABC or CBS or whatever, these people you don't know, and their job is just to find people that they can sell on television. They're, they're trying to find to bring a product. to their yeah. network. Yeah. They're trying to find a product, whether it's the Tonight Show or it's Friends or whatever the show is. They're trying to figure out how something could go in there, and everybody feels like they're competing for that. Well, I'm like, well, that's we're in the opposite situation now. Now, the more people, the better. So it's not like you and I are both competing for some fucking role on Cheers. It's not what it is. Now it's the more, the better. Yep. Like the more, if you know funny people and then they go, oh, Brendan says that guy's funny. He must be funny. He knows funny. And then they watch that guy and, that, and, you can, and then it's a real network. So then it's a network of friends. So it's a different kind of network. There's no contracts. No. But everybody knows if Theo Vaughn tells you somebody's funny, that guy's got to be funny because Theo Vaughn is funny as fuck. Yep. So it's this like nice little thing where everybody's kind of helping everybody. And then when you go there... Now it's like a feeling of family. Like every time we go to the store, it's all hugs. Everybody's hugging. You know, it's all like, what's up? What's up? It's yep. all friendly. It's not it's no, all the weirdness, man. And it helps people. It helps people get over the hump because sometimes some, one, what keeps someone from becoming a professional is like you don't, you know, you don't have supportive friends and you don't put the extra effort into it because it doesn't feel good to be there because you're not doing well because you bomb too often. That's a big one. You need someone to like pull you aside when you're bombing and go, hey man, you got to stop opening with that bit. You make people yeah. uncomfortable. But Get also go, I've been there too. Yes, we've yeah. all been there. Dude, anybody who tells you they haven't bombed is either a thief, either they've been stealing all their jokes, or they're just not telling the truth. They're not real comic. You, yeah. It's hard. You, it's fucking hard. And you... You get humbled every time you come up with something new and every time you have to do a new special and every time you have to put away the old jokes and write new ones. You're humbled. You're, oh, yeah. you're, you're eating shit all the time. There's no way you're not going to. Yeah. If you're coming up with a new bit, there's going to be a time where you're going to say it where you've never said it before. That's just that's just a fact. And it's never going to be that good when you're in that state. Can be, yeah. No, it's Bambi legs. It's yeah. all like, it's all Bambi on ice. It's just so embarrassing. Trying to fucking. It's so get, embarrassing. And you, you're forcing it. It's clunky. That's the game, though. Yep. That's what we do. And the more we do it together, the more we help each other, the more it makes people want to come see it, too. So it's like the store's never been more packed. Never. Never been more packed. It's, it's sold out every night. Every night. It's, and it's, everybody's got a good vibe. It's nice. Yeah, like Everybody right. you see there, everybody's happy to see everybody. Whether it's yeah, there's Delia no, there's or no Rick darkness. Ingram. There's yeah, no darkness. No. Everybody's happy. It's nice people. You I see Sebastian. You, hey. Yeah, I think, I think you started nice. that. Um, yeah. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help. Yeah. But I'm just trying to promote... The thing that we all want. We all want it. You know, it's not like you're trying to show people something they don't want. Everybody wants family. Everybody wants brotherhood and sisterhood. Everybody wants, like, a, a nice community. Everybody wants to feel good. But, like, some people think... I, everybody has imposter syndrome, too, man. When you when you meet famous people... Like, I, I was had a phone call the other day with Johnny Depp. You did? Me and Johnny Depp are talking on the phone. And I'm like, what is going on in my fucking life? I'm here having a phone call with Johnny Depp. Do you want to come on the podcast? Oh, I don't know. It's just I just wanted to talk to him. It was just a cool conversation. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy? Oh, he's a very I'm nice a guy. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Me too. I uh, love he's a, Johnny he's Depp. a sweetheart of a guy. Phenomenal. Too. But it's like talking to him <clears throat> on the phone, I'm like, what is this life? You know, and people every even I bet even Johnny Depp feels like he's full of shit. Everybody feels full of shit. Like a fraud. Like Everybody's gonna, a fraud. Someone's gonna pull the curtain up. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck. And when everybody said like, "You suck. You're a fraud." <clears throat> like, yeah, you're right. Everyone's a fraud. Yeah, cool, man. Everyone, Everyone. I guarantee you, Daniel Day Lewis probably feels like a fraud sometimes. It's imposter syndrome. Everyone gets it. But so uh, talking to Johnny Depp, you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" I'm like, what is? And before happening? that was Kanye West. Yeah, that was weird too. To you, that yeah. was an insane too. <clears throat> that was weird too. It was real weird. It's weird. 
I met Paul McCartney once at the improv. I was like, hello, what in the fuck am I doing staring at you? How are you a real thing? How are you really Paul McCartney? Crazy. I didn't even stick around to talk to him. Just said hi and kept moving. <laughs> hi. <laughs> How, he saw me do stand-up, too. I was you, thinking about him while I was in there. I was I like, just I, hope, ran I hope he can handle it. What if Paul McCartney gets really bummed out? Walks my away. Morph- what if I like, did like the Caitlyn Jenner thing and Heckles bummed you? out at me? You know? Have you ever talked to those guys and asked to come on the podcast and anyone said no? Or you don't even push it? Chappelle is an interesting one. Because him and I have talked about it. Yeah. No, Mike. No. <laughs> oh, I don't, no sorry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, fucking Rick Chappelle, motherfucker. Yeah. His, his, his cousin. Dave is, uh, you know, Dave said, it was like, he's like, I'll do it sometimes. I go, but I don't know, you know? And I was like, dude, I hear you. I don't do anybody else's. I mean, I don't have any time. No, why would you? Yeah, I don't have any time. And second of all, I get it, man. You, you say enough with your comedy. And it's like, Dave is a smart guy, man. He figured it out. He figured out where it was slipping away when they were fucking with him when he was doing the Chappelle show. And he was like, you know what? Let me just sit back for a bit. Dip just down. sit back for a bit. And he started doing, do you know what he did? You see what an artist Dave Chappelle is? He wasn't scheduling shows. Instead, he would bring a speaker to the park. Oh, I know. In Seattle. He'd set up a fucking speaker and do an impromptu stand-up show. And everybody was like, what is going on? And at the time, he could have filled up arenas, man. Crazy. I mean, still can, for yeah. sure. You know, still can, still oh, yeah. does. The ones I did with him were phenomenal. We had so much fun. But he decided to take time off. He decided that, like, let me just sit back. And you know this, <clears throat> especially at the level you're at, to step away is probably the hardest. To say no is probably the hardest thing. He's our biggest genius. He's our biggest comedy genius. And he might, he might be one of the biggest comedy geniuses ever. Oh, yeah. But he's certainly our biggest comedy genius of today. He understands comedy like nobody else Did does. Did you hear what he said to Trevor Noah was on uh, a show? And they asked him about opening for Dave Chappelle because Chappelle brought him on a bunch of dates. And Trevor Noah was like, he was saying, he goes, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly good at stand-up. I'm not the best, but you know, I've been to stand-up a while now. And I, he goes, I'm in the green room with Dave Chappelle. And he goes, and I'm thinking... Why the fuck would he have me open for? Like, he has all these guys, like, great comics. Why do you have me? Mm. So he said that to him. He goes, hey, Dave, I got to know, man. Why the fuck do you have me at your shows? Why do you have me open for you? And he goes, you know a million better comics. And he goes, I can find any funny. There's a ton of funny people. There's a ton of funny comics. He goes, but you're funny and and interesting. So to your point, he's like, we can go to dinner like you're an interesting person. Mm. And people care about interesting people. So there's guys I can bring out who are going to murder, but they're not interesting. People don't care. You're, you can murder and you're interesting. That's why you're here. I'd like to talk to Dave, see if that was an accurate quote. Yeah, Dave must be like, what? Yeah, no, he's like, I didn't <laughs> I, I say that. I told him it was funny. What the I told fuck? him he was cool, man. Jesus Christ. I told him he's here because he rolls a good joint. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, Trevor Noah just carries <laughs> that. He said, I'm here because I'm really smart. Yeah, Don Elvey giant Stop dick. lying, son. Stop, Stop lying, lying, son. son. <laughs> He started his podcast, yes, right? He did. Yeah, Finally. he did. I tried to talk him into it for literally a year. Really? Yeah, I think I, start, I started talking to him about it last February or something like that. February or March. When, was, when did he do the podcast the first time? You told him to do a podcast? Uh, but from then on, I'm like, what are you doing, man? You were born He's for so this. He's so funny. He's he born for this. About anything. He could ramble. February. Was February? February? Okay. Yeah. So almost, you know, like whatever that is, 10 months. So 10, 11 months ago. He got it going. And finally got it going. So funny. It's, uh, 
and he's doing it with Kate Quigley, which is perfect. Oh, nice. The yeah. dynamic. Yeah, it's perfect. And have someone to bounce off shit, you know? Or you can Bill Bird or Chris or D'Elia and just speak into the mic. That's a special he, yes, set of Yes, he could skills. do that, and he has done that, but it's better to have Kate Quigley there. Bounce ideas Yeah, off. first of all, Kate understands like comedy. She knows what he's doing. For sure. She'll get out Kate. of the way if he goes on a rant. Yeah. You know, it's perfect. You know, she'll bring people there herself, so she'll bring people to the podcast yeah, as true. well. It'll help. You know who good. else started Perfect. a podcast and finally is Whitney Cummings. I know. She's killing it, too. Of course. Killing it. She should have been doing it a long time ago. Agree. She's another one. She would do other people's podcasts. I know. She would, like, prepare. She was, like, one of the rare people who would prepare for podcasts. Notes She'd come in with shit. notes and I know. shit to talk about. She's so smart. She's, She's one of the most it. ambitious people I've ever met. In, a, in an interesting way. Not ambitious, like, wants to be famous. No. But, oh, but wants to complete projects. She's always like, well, I'm in the middle of directing this uh, documentary on violence. She has so like, much what? going on. I know. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you directing, you're directing documentaries? <laughs> our, dude, our neighborhood is Whitney, Tom Segura. Like, it's all of us right there, man. It's a vortex, bro. It's a vortex. You see Tom Segura's dance video? Yes, it's fantastic. Bro. The end. You're he a fan stabs Bert. Oh, Holy he's like, shit. Shh, shh. And I, he said the director whoever wanted him to stab him, take a gun, and keep shooting him. Oh, my God. And Tom was like, all right, I'm down. But I guess the, the, the it was too long. So he's like, we cut that out, just me stabbing you. Yeah, the stabbing thing is the way to go. Yeah. But it's dancing. I mean, dude can dance. He can dance. You know he's starting to do comedy shows in Spanish? Oh, my God. How crazy is that? I think he said he's going to do a special. In Spanish? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't God. know if it's going to be a well, full he, hour. He just did a yeah. special in uh, Austin. Or maybe he's getting ready for no, Netflix. No, he just he just for filmed. Netflix. He just filmed it. But yeah. that one's not in Spanish. Right? No, no, no. That's regular. But he's uh, regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking about. This cowboy uh, versus Connor fight. That's the most Irish guy versus the most American guy. It's Bud Light versus proper whiskey. Bud, actual Bud, not Bud Light. Weiser. How dare you? Oh, is it Budweiser? He's Bud not Nephew. trash. Uh, is it is it Bud Light? I thought Bud no, Light was this shit. Is it Budweiser? No, he's a Budweiser that thick guy. Bear, bro. The real shit. The real shit. Fuck your Nothing light, wrong bro, with dude. Bud Light if you're like eating clams or something. You want something cold. You want that but cold Budweiser real beer, dude. It's Budweiser versus proper whiskey. Mm, that's what I'm saying. And I like my Budweiser in a can. I like to know I'm a piece Fuck of yeah, shit. Me too. Yeah, I like don't to know. go put in a fancy glass. <laughs> is Connor reaching for his whiskey while? Cowboys reaching for his Budweiser. I, I mean, I guess I, I wish they would have done it in like Dublin or something, like a giant stadium in Dublin. Where are they doing it? Vegas? Vegas. Well, they probably had a, an agreement with Vegas anyway. See, I think the thing about Vegas is like there's the most people that can come. It's easy to get to. There's the most amount of hotels. You're going to make the most money. You're going to make the most money. You're make the most money. Yeah. It's, it's, look, it's going to be fucking great. I Whether know, you're watching just... it on TV or watching it live, it's going to be fucking great. I can't wait. And if Connor can, you know, can catch him early, it could be very interesting. It, it, it's literally, a, you know, a sprint versus a marathon because mm -hmm. Cowboy has stick around. And, yeah. you know, five rounds for Connor at welterweight, it scares me, man. If Cowboy <clears throat> can use his distance and he's very good at doing it, you know, and he can avoid that straight left, you know, because Connor's got a piston of a left hand, man. I, th I think Connor's better with his hands, but Cowboy's better with his feet. And mm -hmm. also, the one thing everyone's forgetting is. Cowboy can fucking wrestle, man. Mm -hmm. Any phenomenal submission. Yep. So oh, yeah. if he wants to pull that out at oh, some yeah. point of the fight, he can definitely do it. That I don't Mike think Perry he's going to. I don't think he's a going lot to. Of eyes. The Mike Perry fight opened a lot of eyes because Mike Perry's a gorilla. Gorilla. That guy is fucking strong as shit. And when when Cowboy armbarred him, you know Mike Perry sent him a picture of uh, X-rays of a broken arm that wasn't really his arm. Oh really? Like, this is what he did to my arm. 
So he's like, and, and, oh hell no! And Cowboy's like, what? He's like, really? <laughs> you know, he didn't even really break his arm. Oh wow, that's hilarious! <laughs> and I said, what's that about? He goes, he's a strange guy. <laughs> so he said, he's strange. He, dude, he just sent him a fake broken arm in the X-ray, and his arm wasn't broken. <laughs> hey, didn't Mike Perry do like Twenty One and Me? And there's like point oh one percent of black, and he just started dropping the bombs. <laughs> In like interviews just out of nowhere, everyone's like, "What the uh, fuck is happening?" Mike Perry's a wild dude. He's hilarious, is what. What he does is. it say? Uh, platinum tattooed on his eyebrow. Uh, is it platinum, platinum or yeah? I don't know. He's hilarious. He's a though. wild it's motherfucker. Fun to watch. Man. Real. He fun. has a fight coming up. Yeah, who's he fighting? He's fighting someone good, right? Jeff Neal. Is he fighting Jeff Neal? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good fight. <laughs> Jeff Neal. Dude, you know who we Jeff leave Neal, out? Sweet. You know who we leave out when we're talking about welterweight and it's so Ooh. fucked up? Leon Edwards. Oh, He's yeah. won eight in a row. Well, how about Masvidal fucking sucker punches him <laughs> and it cuts his face and they're in the, you know, the, the middle of this whole thing after he knocks out Till. I know. And he's in the heat of this, but it gets no traction. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. He, they actually got in the fight. Straight fight, yeah. And and everyone's like, yeah, but Leon, nobody knows you. I'm sorry. I know. What? And, but he's, he's, one, he's a Very monster. Good. Well, he beat Cowboy by decision, but Cowboy was sick going into that fight. Yeah. Not to say that Leon couldn't have won anyway. But um, that's there's a guy who never pulls out of a fight. When was the last time you heard Cowboy pull out of a fight? Oh, never. He would have to be on death's door. Again, he, he's, he's been a yes man for the UFC. He's gone through so much shit, cutting weight on three days notice and fighting but this guy and losing. But it's not necessarily even that he's a yes man. It's like he's just down to fight. I, but for but at sometimes it's not for the best of his career. Like when he fought Masvidal in Denver's home time, hometown after the Mike Brown fight, we're like, dude, you suffered a lot of damage. Like, dude, fight in your hometown, whatever, four weeks later. He's like, yeah, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like that usually you're because you're like, I'm dude, be honest with you to I'm, get to the title. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm positive that Dana's actually told him that, too, at some at certain points. Oh, I'm not I blaming think, Dana. I think that he wanted fights where Dana was like, look, just slow down. I'm sure I'm and but I, he's I just, just wild. man. He's a wild dude, but it's paid. Off. Usually it doesn't pay off. It's paid off. He got his golden news goose. Well, he's in a, an interesting stage where he's doing a lot of fights. So he's really comfortable fighting, right? He's fighting very regularly. And he also, you know, at that age where his brain and his, his knowledge of fighting and his, his fight IQ is at its highest while his body's still hanging in there. Hanging in there though. But there's a fine line where it's, Let's say he got knocked out by Gaethje, right? Yes. So let's say Connor knocks out. Then it's yes. like, all right, what's, right, what are we doing? Exactly. Because you're in, he's like 36 now. How old yeah. is Connor? 36? 36, 37. So this is, you know, this is the area, right? From 36 to 40 is where you see, you know, some guys, Bernard Hopkins it, and they just fucking eat nothing but grilled chicken with perfectly cooked vegetables. God, and that's the, the exception in it. The most except. He's the, the the most odd exception because Bernard Hopkins was elite as a boxer with no drugs, no nothing. But also Bernard Hopkins' IQ yes, was off higher the than anybody. Off the charts. Off the off charts. charts. His so he fight could fight IQ defensive. And, yeah. MMA really can't get away he with that. He also could control the pace where he could dictate like how fast you guys fought. <clears throat> so nobody could just put a pace on him. MMA you know? is not like that. No. It's a different animal. It's a completely different animal. And the only guys that really made it successfully deep into their 40s were not on the natch. No. You know, I mean, it'd be tough to do yeah, these days. It's tough, it's tough, it's tough. And, you know, the early days of fighting, man, you got to realize, like, the early days, everything has to have an asterisk. Everything. Every well, fight. Kind of is the Wild West. It's like everyone did it, you know? Yeah. Because so it was, it was kind of a level West. playing field. Speaking of which, you see Vitor getting ready for one FC. Hell yeah. He's Woo! Back, baby. He's back, baby. Who, who wants some? He's back. 
Come baby. get some. Come get some. He's throwing fast combinations, looking juicy. Juicy, juicy. Ah, I love Just that. Big, big again. What weight is he fighting at? Is he fighting at two hundred five? Two hundred five, right? Does it say? That boy, he's thick, dude. Too. He's big in a good, he's in big. a good way. How many more years do you think he can have <sighs> under those uh, looser guidelines? I think does it for three more years. They won't even let you saw it in the country to watch. No, they're like, like you can't get out. No, get. But but you, we don't even do out. Out. Get but the, we don't have anything to do with out. 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 No Singapore. Out. 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 That's right. He's won championship, huh? Yeah. Dude. I mean, of course he is. Come on, son. Just says that dumb piece him. wife. They're helping him. Oh yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, the, the you want Chachi's Vitor? giving you him his comes. own piss. He's like, take my piss. Dude, take mine. This stuff's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating Whole Foods, going to yoga class. Yeah, they're killing it. Uh, Sage is going to fight again, too. He's going to drop down to 55. So here he is, getting ready. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, he's thick. And he doesn't have to cut weight. So that's where it gets interesting because, you know, you got to realize that Vitor has been fighting in the UFC at 185 pounds for, you know, all the big fights, right? The fight with Anderson that he lost. And then the Anderson fight, you know, he was a little smooth in that fight. He didn't look like the Vitor that fought no. Rockhold or the Vitor that fought Michael Bisping no. or Henderson. That was the thick Vitor. So we're dealing with a different animal. What poor soul's going to fight Vitor and the Jews? Hey, man, I mean, is it enough at this age? You know, is it enough? You know, I mean, they've got some straight up murderers over in 1FC. They do, man. They do. That fucking guy who knocked out Eddie Alvarez? What's his name? Saryukin? Saryukian? Well, how about the guy who beat Brandon Vera, man? Like, they have some yeah. killers no, we that's just not, don't that's know not about that. not What is his name? Oh, Nastyukin. That's his name. I think it's Timothy Nastyukin. This fucking Russian savage. Just, Mighty Mouse been doing whoo, work over there. He has. But also UFC, you know, not to throw Ben Askin on the bus, but UFC went, one championship, that's your best, come on over. You know? Yeah, but I think... I think they did at the... I, I think it paid off for the UFC because you wouldn't have Mazadal superstardom without what happened with Ben Askren. Yeah. And I, I think Ben, you know, it, it worked for both, one championship and UFC. It worked if, out. If Yeah, for sure. And it worked for Ben, too, because he made a lot of money 100%. over in 1FC. But I think fame, that if, if Ben had Bellator Bellatorin gone straight to the UFC, things would have been very interesting. You very and I, interesting. You and I went hard in the paint for Ben. Mm. We got starched. He got starched. It was a tough go. Starched and then strangled. Hey, it's a tough world out there. And, you know, we found out also that he needs a fucking hip replacement. He yeah, legitimately does. <clears throat> I connected him with Dr. Reardon. Oh, good. I love Ben. Panama. I love Ben. But also, you know, people dogging on <clears throat> stuff like this. Like, dude, what about what about the guy who was retired, had all, everything going for him where, where he's living, has the wrestling camp, was like, yeah, all right, I'll fight the best the best in UFC. Like, yeah, dude. Right like, away. Just for him to do that, you had to tip your hat to the guy. It's fucking insane. And super nice guy. Very smart guy, too. Really well educated. Again, all the shit talk, that's all an act. Mm -hmm. Like it's Ben's a great dude. Smart, smart guy. Why well, wasn't the best idea to do that to Masvidal though? What'd you say? Talking shit to Masvidal. Well he but that's yeah. that's his game. Because you're not gonna tune into just a pure wrestler. Yeah. Dude. But there's some guys <laughs> Oh, where Masvidal's like, What? There's <laughs> some guys you do not want to make mad. Dude, how about Masvidal? Or, I'm sorry, how about Ben Askin versus Damian Maya? The striking, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Well, Go to the ground, you two, right now. Yeah, what is this? What I don't, I'd rather watch Logan Paul and KSI. <laughs> Why is this happening? Well, you got to remember, Damian Maya beat Masvidal. 
the one of the last uh, fights that Masvidal lost was uh, to Damian Maya. No, he. I thought he beat think, Damian Maya. No, no, he beat Damian Maya. I don't think Damian so. had his back. Remember, and they restarted him. I think Damian Maya uh, won that decision. I'm pretty sure. I Jamie? think he lost to Wonderboy Thompson, and I think he lost to Damian. No, he Maya. beat Damian Maya. Did he? You right? I think. Yes. No. 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 no, no. Masvidal. Masvidal. No. 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 Ma- yeah. Masvidal. Damian Maya. I thought. I thought Losing my mind. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember. I thought Muswell won. I feel like Damian Maya too. won a decision. Yeah, he did. Damian Maya won? Yeah. Dude, shout Ooh. out to your brain. And Fucking I remember CG. he lost a really close one to Wonder Boy. Yeah, he's Real only lost close. like close, Real close. close. But what's, close. what's interesting about the, the Masvidal Damian Maya fight is remember, Maya had his back and couldn't submit him. True. Which is insane. Well, you know, where Maya got fucked <clears> more than any other time in his entire career is when he had Kamaru Usman's back. Ah, oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, so ugly. Fucking to this refs. day, to that this day, I'll be driving in my fucking car. Jorge Masvidal says Damian Maya lost burns like a fucking STD. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Sometimes I'll be driving, no bullshit, I'll be driving down the road, and I think of Damian Maya having Kamaru Usman's back and the referee stepping in, I go like this. Fuck! Just driving Just out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Like, if God. someone saw me driving, they would think that I have some personal thing I'm dealing with That's or <laughs> money or something. or something. I'm just driving down the road thinking about that ref pulling Damian Maya off Usman's back. And I just go, fuck. That was insane. It was so dumb. Insane. It's like he had, he got to the spot. That's the spot. Next thing you know, who knows what happens? Not only is that the spot, but it's his spot. It's his spot. He's the best in the world on your back. The best. And it's early. We're in the first round. He's not even slippery yet. You called the, the Damian Maya <sighs> Askren fight to a T. I knew that was going to happen. We talked before. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Damian Maya's going to strangle. Damian Maya's world class on the ground. And Ben eventually wants to go to the ground. What does he want to do? Have a kickboxing fight? There's going to be moments where he wants to go to the ground. Okay, now if you look at what, and this is obviously different because it's just MMA. I mean, it's just grappling, not MMA. But he rolled with Marcelo Garcia. And if you watch Marcelo Garcia strangle Ben Askren over and over and over again, you realize there's levels to everything. If they were just in a wrestling match, yeah, Ben Askren could probably beat him. But this is not a wrestling match. This is MMA. MMA with strangles and Damian Maya is going to get his back that's what I was thinking I was like he's going to get his back but also it is pretty similar to straight jiu-jitsu because Ben or Damian aren't really ground and powers yeah they're, no, they're not yeah. ground pounding right. they're literally <clears throat> vying for a position to grapple so yeah. Ben's going to entertain the grappling with Damian Maya so he's going like, to slip up shit. he's going to slip up and that's what <clears throat> I felt like he wasn't going to be able to as Hicks and Gracie would say couldn't keep the rhythm Dude, how, the transitions were yeah, foaming at them. Beautiful. I could not get enough yeah. of it. When they were standing, I'm like, you two fucking drop down right now. Yeah, stop it. God damn it. <clears throat> the only thing that made sense to me is maybe Damian Maya thought that Ben Askren's chin would be soft because he was so brutally KO'd yeah, just four months fair. ago. Maybe. Because that has happened to guys. Yeah. Right? You remember when Travis Luter, who did he fucking knock out cold with one punch? That same dude who Vitor Belfort cut a giant hole above his head. He was a super jacked, really powerful black dude. God damn it. I can't remember his name. Pull up Travis Luter. Not Eastman. <clears throat> Marvin Eastman. Exactly. There you go. Marvin Eastman fought Travis Luter, and Travis Luter caught Marvin Eastman with a punch at the very end of the punch. It was one of the weirder knockouts that you'll ever see. Go back right here, right here, right here. Watch this. Oh, very end of the punch. Very end of the punch. <clears throat> it's strange. But Marvin Eastman had been KO'd. The word was he got KO'd twice in camp with Tito. Oh, wow. <clears throat> he got hit with a knee. 
uh, during uh, like takedown defense, got KO'd, and he got hit with something else. That was the word. I don't know if that's true. If it's wrong, forgive me. But it's not that Travis Luter couldn't punch. He certainly could, but that one didn't make sense. No, not like he that. He touched him, and he just went out. So sometimes guys who've been KO'd recently, you know how it is. I they, know how it they, is. just can't. It just doesn't work anymore. You know, and I would, maybe I would think Damian Maya maybe thought that Ben Askren took couldn't take a shot. That's scary when that happens in the training camp because you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah. And you know the fight's like two or three weeks away, yeah. and you know you're not gonna be healed, so you go into the fight like knowing oh, you're fuck. vulnerable. Uh, yeah, dude, fuck. that happened before I fought Rothwell. He ended up knocking me out, but before that, two weeks before, a week before my last sparring session, Shane Carwin knocked me literally cold. And it's like, oh, we're a week away. And then your coach like, yeah, I'll be all right, man. You shake it off. But th- in hindsight, I'm like, why would you guys let me fight, dude? Why would you let me fight that? Well, also, why is Shane Carwin trying to knock you out? <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was a savage. That dude now hit I think so back hard. On it, I'm like, what the oh, fuck were he you thinking? he hit so hard. That dude hit so hard. He's a guy who didn't get his day in the sun either. You know, he had that loss to Lesnar where he came out, fucked Lesnar up in that first round, but then he just gassed out. He just lost all his juice. He was so tr- he was so he put out so much energy trying to stop Lesnar. So much muscle. So much. And he just fucking. They could have stopped that him. fight too. They easily could have stopped that fight. And, Shout out to Herb Dean. And they were both stopping. champions. He was the interim champ. Lesnar was he the beat, champ. He beat Frank Mir. Yeah. He crushed Frank Mir with a ruthless series of uppercuts. Remember, he held him with one arm and blasted him with the other? Fuck, dude. Fuck, dude. That was terrifying. That was with Shane Carwin. He was at his peak. He was starching people. And remember, before that, he starched Gabriel Gonzaga. One punch. And after he had a broken nose. Gonzaga Gonzaga broke his nose and took him down. fucked his nose up. Yep. Shane popped up. And and Shane hit him with a six-inch right hand. Cool story. He went like this. Blank! Shut Dude. the lights out. And then how about Gonzaga and Bigfoot Silva fought bare knuckle? That's how they're doing, sir. They found a bare knuckle and F- Gonzaga piece Big Silva. Yeah. It's hard to watch. Not good. Big, big, big Bigfoot Silva was a guy that when they made him get off the test, remember that? That was the rudest thing ever because his, <laughs> the rudest thing. But so, also, don't fight if you have to have that he stuff. He needed the money. He needed the money. No, I'm saying like if you like remember him on TRT, you were, he was such a nightmare. He, oh, was he crushed Fedor. Huge, dude. He crushed Fedor. Remember that? Remember when Fedor went for an ankle lock on him? He just, his Ooh, giant story, foot. Bro. His giant <laughs> foot. And Fedor's like hugging on his big toe, and he's going like this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you fucked up, Fedor. You fucked up. You let a guy get on everything. You're, you're literally fighting a giant. Yeah. Also the nicest guy in the world. Super nice guy. But he, How about I was training with him in- He uh, had a real reason to take tests. When you take him off of it, his, he had an operation- on his pituitary gland. He had a tumor. Yeah. He had a tumor that was, st- I mean, he was literally producing too much growth hormone. That's that's why you become a giant like that. So then he <laughs> has this tumor removed, and now his body's not producing anything. I know. Right? So he has to take stuff. But they say he can't take stuff. So he's just sick all the Remember time. Remember his fight against Mark Hunt when he was on TRT, and they just went back and forth? Oh, that's right. It was like right. the greatest then, heavyweight fight of all and time. afterwards, tested he couldn't hot. take a shot. Yeah. He tested hot. Yeah, he tested like, oh. hot. Yeah. Dude, how about I train with Bigfoot to get ready for Big Nog? And I didn't know they were like best friends. And I'm training with them. I'm oh, like, this no. guy's great. Next day, I'm like, where the fuck is Bigfoot? I see a picture of him on Instagram with Big Nog. Oh, boy. So it's he went guy. to test you out? I just think he came in and was like, he was the same. I know he was training there. And I don't think it was any like bad intention. I think he was like, all right, yeah, if you want to train, go ahead. Dude, it, when he, he got on top anything. of Fedor, when he mounted Fedor, I was like, holy oh, fuck. That picture of just Dude. a giant on top of this kind 
kind of fat Russian and just fucking <laughs> dude. He was a he was a building. He was like a building planted on his chest. Like you're not shaking that off. DC three hundred pounds. Remember when DC fought him? And oh, I go, yeah. dude, you fucked him up. He goes, how can you miss? How can you miss? <laughs> He goes, that's the easiest fight in the world. How do you miss? I threw a one-two. They both land. <laughs> his head was it's, this it's wide. It's all in when you catch a guy, too. Like, where you catch him in his career and all in, like, what kind of testing are we talking about? True. This, that's the reality of, like, MMA pre-USADA is all when you catch them and what kind of testing. Yeah. What's well, the, speaking of testing, how about your boy Overeem fight Saturday? Dum, dum, dum. And he's fighting a fucking... Rosenstroik. Is it Stroik or Strook? Stroik. Stroik. Yeah. And he's a banshee. Yeah, he's a beast. He KO'd... Um, uh, and, uh, Andre Olaski. Andre Olaski with a left hook. Fadeaway left hook. In his last fight, one punch. Serious power. Really nice guy, too. Is he nice? Real nice. I can't Chizino. believe he's fighting D.C. What a cool name. Jarzino. Jarzino. Rosenstroik. God, look at him. I would have to go to John uh, to see, John Anik to see if I'm saying it right, but I'm pretty sure it's Rosenstroik. Rosenstroik. Rosenstroik, 6'4", 240. Very interesting guy. Very interesting guy. He's one of those guys where you look at the, uh, oh, they're doing a leg reach thing now. He's one of those guys when you get a guy who's, you know, I think he's 9-0. and 0, Is that what it says? 9-0, and 0, yeah. I mean, you don't know. He has two. You, we don't know, but this is a good. KO ratio, 88%. Fuck, man. And he's a legit 260-plus. You know, he's a legit giant dude. You're fucking crazy if you don't think Rosenstruck and Francis are going to face off. What I want to see, honestly, I want to see Francis fight in boxing. I really do. How dare you? I really do. I really do. Against a guy like Wilder? Well, not right away. I don't think that would be smart. No. I think you'd have a few boxing fights. But I think Francis could put people on the moon. That's a fact. You get some dude who's not going to take him down. He's just going to stand in front of him. He's 280 plus pounds right now. Shredded African muscle. Dude, he's such a specimen. He's such a freak. And, I mean, he's got a story that is literally right out of a movie. He was a child working in the fucking sand mines, digging sand. That is core, that is shoulders, that is legs, that is back. That kind of strength training as a young person doing that every day, that farmer strength shit, that's for real, Uh, man. For real. For real. You go against a farmer, you know what's up, That's exactly what he's got. Sand shoveling strength might top farmer strength because farmers aren't always doing that. Sand shovelers are doing it all day long. Blood diamonds. Yeah, you're right. And that guy can take it too, man. I he love take Francis, shots. Man. Here's what it's about Francis too is obviously he had his loss, right? Lost to Stipe, and then uh, the Derek Lewis, whatever that fight was, whatever. I want to erase it from yeah. my memory. But so he loses to Stipe. He gets catapulted into the limelight. He's pretty cocky. Thinks he's going to start Stipe, but then he learns from his losses. And you look where he's at now. You're like, oh shit, this guy's going to be champion. Yeah. Similar thing happened with Darren Till, man. I went to see. I saw the Junior Dos Santos fight in a pool hall. I was with some guys, and we were we were playing pole, and we stopped. And I said, this one won't last. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is not going to last. Junior is a great fighter, but he's just his style is the wrong style to stand in front of that fucking guy. He also has some Brazilian miles on him. Yes. Like the, the, there's a, he's a shell of what he used to be. Let's be yes. real. Yes. So, and yet, Francis is just on this tear right now. But there, so there's sometimes, you know, there's losses that happen for guys where you're like, 
oh man, like they needed those huge bumps in their in their career where it's going to make them, it's going to pay off in the end. I think yeah. it's happened with Francis. It's happened with Darren Till now as well. I don't know if Francis can immediately beat top level boxers, but I know that if they put him against some guy who's like a journeyman who's going to stand in front oh, of him. Oh, he'll starch him. 100%. He'll starch guys, and he'll starch a bunch of those guys. A bunch of those guys. And people will get super excited you're about You're talking him. about a di- – I agree if they want to do that, but you're talking about a different animal. If you were to go in there like a Wilder or a Fury, which is almost ridiculous to say, but that's where we're at because Conor did against mm-hmm. Floyd, but – you know, or, or even Masvidal talking about, oh, I want to fight Canelo, and they ask Canelo. Canelo goes, "What the fuck? Are you, what are you talking about?" But so, but yeah. I, I think with Francis, it, if you put him in there with a guy like Wilder or Fury, they've seen big punchers before. Man, he's not going to touch him. There's just a different level. But I, you might be. He's also older, so I don't know. Fury is a perfect example of a guy that's extremely hard to hit. He's so light on his feet. He pops that jab. He's so well schooled. One of the things that I saw when I watched the fight again. Was like how how well he was slipping punches. Masterclass in boxing. So good. Just oh, he's the, he's him, by him, far the most skilled heavyweight we've seen. I don't know how long. And six nine. Insane. He's so tall, and he just pops that jab. Do you see? Light he, on his he, feet. he worked with Till. Yes, yes. I Till, saw that. Till was like, ah, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, and he was like, I want a real workout. Give me what you guys would do. And Till right. said he was holding mitts and like, holy fuck, man. Of course, man. And and now imagine him with four ounce gloves. Lighten your chin up. He's just too fast. But it's whether or not he would ever be able to stop like Stipe's takedown or DC's takedown or any real heavyweight wrestler's takedown. The answer takedown. is no. No. No, they, yeah. they, to- they toy with him. Smashed. I don't know why everyone wants to pol- cross-pollinate. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they do cross-pollinate. You stay there. I think the guy who can have the most success is Francis. Because I really think that Francis, before he gets to the elite levels, he's going to starch a lot of people. I don't know if he can punch as hard as Wilder. I don't know. Because Wilder's punch is crazy. Insane. But so is Francis's. If Francis hits anyone with that left hook, I don't give a fuck if he's wearing one of those cartoon gloves that you get that weigh five pounds. You know those ones you get I at know, the carnival? I know exactly what If he hits you with those one of those, you're ones. fucked. But here's Dude. the thing. You know who ate his punches? Stipe. He did. But Stipe moved away and used his wrestling. But he still, Stipe got fucking rocked. Got when you rocks. go back and watch that fight, yeah. you're like, oh, how rocks. can Stipe do this? And he ragdolled him. Amazing. But- what? How much different would that fight be if it was just a boxing match? That's trouble. If there was no takedowns at all and he could settle in. He would have knocked just, him out. 100%. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Maybe Stipe would have fought a different fight. What do you think Stipe DC? The rematch. Is that definitely going to happen? They confirmed that. I think Stipe Am is- Am I fucking uh, crazy? Stipe's got an injury that he's dealing with that uh, I think- Am I fucking crazy? Is that no. not confirmed? I, I, I don't this think is it's my confirmed. third show today. I'm, I, don't I don't know what's going on. I don't on. think it's confirmed. I think they both agreed to it, but it hasn't been confirmed. It hasn't been signed. Dude, wait till John goes, hold my fucking bear and comes dun, up dun, the heavyweight. Dun. I've seen what that man does the heavyweights in training. Well, you know, the Johnny Walker thing was, was really interesting, right? It was really interesting to see if Johnny Walker could make a big splash. But then people forgot how goddamn good Corey Anderson is. They forgot. The MMA People gods forgot. don't care about your hype they or you're fucking fuck. dancing into the cage. They don't give a fuck. You knock a lot of guys out. They don't give a fuck. How good are you right now? And do you have a solution to what Corey Anderson brings to the table? He's a beast, man. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's got an incredible work ethic. He doesn't get fucking tired. And he gets better with every fight. And people forget. You forget he gets better. But, go, but you got to watch the Alir Latife fight. Yep. Shut that guy down. Stops Johnny Walker. He's beating top-level guys, man. How about Latifi's heavyweight now? I know. Isn't that crazy? Stipe Miocic wants Tyson Fury super fight more than Daniel Cormier trilogy. Of course he does. Yeah, it's like a, a huge payday. fucking billion dollars. 
He also made it mad a little bit because DC made him wait for his rematch. So he said, I'll make him wait too then. Oh, well. Yeah, he's probably yeah, talking shit. Be talking Both of you fight to your nuts hang down to your ankles. <laughs> Just fucking make it happen, dude. I don't know if that fight happens again. You I don't, don't know think if that so? fight happens again. I don't know. We'll talk. I'll tell you what I know. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'll tell you what it's I just a matter of time before John goes. All right, I'm ready to go, and just fucks everybody up. Well, DC John heavyweight, dear God, make it happen. Oh my God, what do you think about John versus Francis though? Every fight starts standing up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it does. That's and Francis terrifying. is big. That's terrifying. Can John get in there fast enough to Dude, get him down? He's cutting weight to make two sixty five. Understand that? Oh, I'm. He's very cutting aware. weight. He's cutting weight. And he's putting people on another dimension. My only thing he is, John's you your so technical your body. and long. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, yeah. That, and 100%. you're just going to power punch it? All right. Oh, 100%. However, he ain't seen nothing like that guy. No. Nothing. When that guy kicks his leg, that guy comes storming in like a bat out of hell, throwing punches that each one of them has concussion written all over it. Each one of them. God, if anything scary. lands on anybody, and you're a 205er... I mean, the best 205 of all time, no doubt. But if we saw John get left hooked, like the way we saw Gregor Gillespie get head kicked and just flatline. That was insane. Shout out to Gregor Woo! Gillespie. I know. And I, I was thinking that was a really tough fight for Kevin we Lee. We both to take. were. I was like, why would Kevin do this? Kevin looked phenomenal. Well, listen, man, the training with Farasahabi and making that move. Getting a real camp, real sparring partners, real a camp, real game plan. And a real real maestro, to yes. like a master. Like you have to Faraz. have it today. You yeah. have to have it today if you're going to compete against the best. And Faras is just one of the best ever. Oh, I told him that's top the, five. I'm like, that's the guy who trained the guy who you fight like the most. Go there. Be that guy. Yeah, be that guy. Do that. Yeah. Move your ass to cold-ass Montreal. Yeah. No black people do that. <laughs> There's a few. <laughs> they speak French, though. They speak French. <laughs> they rap in French. Have you ever heard French rapping? Oh, yeah. It's, That's it's all. adorable. Uh, GSP plays it in his car. And <laughs> I was like, well, this is terrible. <laughs> Could you please switch the station? <laughs> GSP's still training. Still training. Still in tip-top Magoo. He's looking for a big fight. Yeah, he said, look, I'm here, boys. What do you want to do? He wants the Khabib Call one that, that Khabib wants guy. it at 65. Bro, him and Khabib at 165 would be gangbusters. Insane. And he can make 165. He make he thinks he can make 55. Yeah, but I think you're full do, of let's shit. Let's not do it. But let's not. TJ Dillashaw. Jesus Christ. When TJ, you know, like, I don't know what TJ was doing before he was doing this. You know, cause, before he got busted. Yeah, because, um, um, you know, they don't test for EPO every fight. They don't. No, they don't. How many guys we caught? Yeah. Why Cody yeah. Cody Garbrandt said that he was he'd been on it before. And Cody and him were friends. I don't know if that's true. But I do know that when you look at the way he looked when he was training for that 125-pound fight, he looked like he was a dead man walking. I couldn't imagine that he had any energy to no. train. I can't imagine it. I almost understand why he would take something. I almost understand That's it. exactly what I said to him. Except if Cody's telling the truth. If Cody well, he's said, done it before. He's done it before. The t well, you know, Team Alpha yeah, know, has tight. their issues with TJ, and they've yes. assumed he was on it before. I don't know who to believe. Is that the case, though? Or was he friends with Cody and Cody knew? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, again, <clears throat> props to USADA because they're catching people doing shit like that. Look, he should have never gone to 125. It's no, a terrible it's a idea. idea. I mean, that guy that he, this training him, that guy who's that master strength and conditioning coach to put together this diet to drop down 125 pounds, that's all good on paper, okay? That's all good on paper. And I know he's trained a bunch of like really top-level MMA gotta take guys. They got some responsibility here. 100%. That's a ridiculous idea. That's Stupid. too much weight. It's too much weight. There, there's that. Also, Jose Aldo's team, who's like, no, he can make 135. I'm like... 
He looks like he's lost a he was lot of weight. Dying at forty five, but he dude. looks like he lost a lot of weight. Have you seen the recent pictures of him? Nope. Don't need to. Because here's the thing: they're like, oh, you were, you know, got kind of pieced good. up at forty five, yeah. and you're older, dude. Let's cut a shit ton of weight and see how that goes. But here's the thing: <clears throat> why not fifty five? I hear what you're saying, but I don't think he's actually cutting weight. I think what he's done is lose weight, lose weight, like it's running to do it, going slowly because he's way out from a fight. Right, and he's he's already he's fighting uh, December fifteenth. Marlon Marais. is that what it is? Yeah, yeah that's mm. fairly soon, dude. That's a good fight. Brazilian oh, Brazilian crime, nothing Marlon. better. Dude, Marlon before Cejudo got a hold of him, he looked like a world beater, like he was gonna beat the world. Cejudo broke him, broke him, broke him. Put him. that fucking will on him, son. Put that will on him. So here's the question. Is Marlon Marais in a similar situation where he just can't maintain a pace after cutting that much weight? Because Marais cuts a fuckload of weight. <clears throat> there it is. Jermaine Demandemi. Peter Yan, Uriah. Amanda Nunes and Durandemi is uh That's a fight that people are not talking about enough. Durandemi is good, dude. She's good. And she's super technical. Remember when she refused to fight Cyborg? And was yeah. like, I'll just give up the belt. Yeah. Fuck like, this noise. No, you can kiss this ass. <laughs> kiss this Dutch ass. <laughs> Not interested. Dude, Vol- uh, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway is a good fucking fight. You ever see Volkanovski when he's 240 pounds? Yeah, it's fantastic. Crazy. Rugby player? Yeah, it's 5'6", 240. Man. He's from Izzy, same camp. Yes, he's an animal. They got they got some Savage. boys over there. And Max Hooker. Holloway, yeah. Max Holloway, consensus greatest featherweight of all time. Yeah, that's of all fair. time, of all time, he's the best. Beat the shit out of Aldo twice. Twice. Beat the shit out of Ortega. When that's Ortega not the was main the event. Man. No, keep going. One more, John Jones. Oh, no, Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. Um, no, John Jones is uh, the. What is that? Which what one? What is he? He's January? January. Is that the other Vegas one? Houston. Oh, that's right. That's February. Okay. That's February. February, right. Houston. Oh, come on, Usman and Colby Covington. Give me that again. Let me see that again. That's a good Go back card. To that. That's a great Usman card. and Colby Covington. Good luck calling that. What do you I think agree. happens there? I don't know. Both both their styles are very similar. The only difference on that you can really see, neither guy's ever been taken down in a fight, ever. But the I would give the finishing power to Kamaru Usman. I would as well. He has, he has some power. He does but have some power. How but about Colby with Robbie Lawler? Oh yeah, just outstruck him. Yeah, yeah, insane. Well, not only that, puts a pace on that you just can't handle. You can't handle it. But if anybody can handle it, it's that guy. Because think about what Usman. Usman did to Woodley. Yeah, takedown defense, a hundred percent, Kamaru Usman. A hundred percent. How the fuck is Kobe 78? Who took him down? No one took him down. Maybe his first fight. Didn't he get submitted? He had a broken rib. Um, took a fight early in his career. Injured, I think, to get into the UFC. Really? And lost? He got submitted. I want to say it was his first fight. Go to Kobe Covington's first fight in the octagon. Um, oh, that's what they're going to do. Woodley, Leon Edwards. Ooh. Just hit me. That's a tough fight. Tough fight Great for fight. both guys. Good fight. Very good fight. What is it? Guillotine. Who in first fight in the UFC? No, he was. I made him eight and one. Who are you talking about in the UFC? Eight and one in the UFC. Mm. How many fights in was it? Mm, One, two, three, four. This fifth fight. Really? Who did it? Warley Alves. Warley Alves. That's right. That was the fight that he got injured. Warley Alves was a beast. Yeah, he was kind of falling off, but he was he was a beast. But did I'm assuming Colby shot in. Well, Kobe went into that fight with a fucked up rib. I know that for a fact. But did he shoot in and get guillotined? That yeah, makes sense. I don't, I don't remember. How the fuck did he get taken down? Well, he was Maybe hurt. He, fell down? he was hurt. 
I know for sure. Um, and then who did he fight after that? Because let me tell you the fight that made him put on this act. Show, pull, pull up his was, his record. Put it up on. It was quick into the fight. <clears throat> his first round. Oh, wow. oh, it was. Yeah. Well, he was fucked up. I know for sure he was fucked up going to that fight. That was a fight he didn't want to take. Because him and Chael are close, and Chael's like, you need to come up with a shtick, dude. Do you think so? Hundred percent. Okay, let me see. Make that a little bigger for my shitty eyes. Um, go. No, scroll up. Okay, Brian there Margarita. it is. There it is. It was. Uh, I think it was uh, when he was. Was it when he was fighting Damian Maya that he started talking shit? Where's that? Sao Paulo. Yep, that's exactly what. <laughs> yeah, it was. that's exactly where. So he's fighting Damian he Maya. Filthy animals. Yeah, he called them filthy animals. Hilarious. So apparently, what was going on before then was he was not making enough noise. There was no one gave a fuck about him, and you know they're in the middle of contract negotiations, and I think they were threatening to cut him. So he says all kinds of crazy shit about Damian Maya, and people pay attention. They go, okay, okay, how about this? We'll give you another Brazilian. So they give him Rafael dos Anjos. He beats the fuck out of Rafael dos Anjos. And then they're like, holy shit, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. So in doing that, he wins the interim title. And then there was a bunch of shenanigans. They wanted him to fight in Madison Square Garden. He said, look, I can't fight back-to-back that quick. Like, these are hard-ass camps. So they strip him. A lot of shit going on. A lot of shit. So then they bring him back against Robbie Lawler. Big comeback fight. Robbie Lawler is a murderer, right? Big fight on ESPN. Yeah, big fight on ESPN. And he just runs him over, man. Runs him over. Like, Robbie never got air. He never got air. Kobe just stayed on him. Stayed on him. You look at his uh, record, right? The last six, all five, last five, all decisions. So it's like, if you're looking at all this guy, he doesn't finish. But what he's doing to guys like Damian Maia and Dos Anjos and Robbie Lawler is so fun to watch. Mm. He's breaking dudes. He's This is crazy. October of 2017. So it's basically two years old, this act. <laughs> and I, I can't Three wait. Three fights old. I can't wait for him to drop it. I can't wait for him to drop it once he becomes a champ and tell everybody oh, no what way he, he does. did. You know why? why? He, he didn't keep it going because he, he wants to go to WWE. Does he? Yeah, that's his thing. Cause smart, yeah. why not, man? He's like, oh, I want to go WWE. That's if he becomes thing. a champ and then goes to WWE, and they put him on all the steroids. Why not? And then get him up to about two forty. Keep the hat. Keep the oh, gimmick yeah. going. WWE. 100%. Make bank. Shake so, it. Yeah, tell him I'm going to show you you pussies how to really fight. It's fantastic. How about him versus Lesnar? He's a heel, <laughs> dude. You'll see that. You'll see that. Lesnar fought a little dude the ah! other day. Well, that not would fought, be but you know what I'm fucking saying. crazy. That's what he wants to do. Hey, why not, man? can make money you know at a certain point in time you got to go you know he accomplished a lot he's accomplished a lot 100 if he decides if he beats usman oh he's like how am i going to parlay yeah. this into how am i going to keep this going because right. everybody knows fighting you know it's a finite window like how, right. what are you going to do next and n- nobody knows what his body's like right now as far as his injuries and how many guys do you know that are in camp that have one fucked up knee oh. or a weird shoulder or the neck keeps fucking with especially them? for his skill set yeah that motor mm-hmm. and that grind like mm-hmm. he's a grinder so mm-hmm. you gotta have it all man i would like to watch his strength and conditioning workout because it must be fucking insane it must be insane because even jorge masvidal off record when i was talking to him <clears throat> i go what do you think about colby he goes we've trained together he goes never seen a motor like that ever in my life he yeah. sees a mother. He can go, man. He can go. He can go. He put it on Robbie Lawler like I've never seen anybody put it on. Crazy. The pace. The pace was just insane. He just never gave him any air. Just kept on him. Bang, bang, bang. And I go, I go. what do you use? I go, you going 50 60%? He goes, yeah. 
about 50, 60%. Volume. Yeah, just volume. Just never never throwing full blast, just staying on you. Very Nate Nick Diaz-ish. Yes, People forget, but those guys started that a long Nick time ago. Nick started it. Nick yep. started If you go back to watch his fight with Frank Shamrock, he just never gave Frank Shamrock any breaks. Just but stays it's, on It's him, not stays like on exploding. Right. It's just staying volume. Until he gets you hurt. Then and then he starts on. ripping to the body, then digging to the body. And he starts letting you know, I'm not even a little tired, bitch. And you're exhausted. He starts putting it on you. Woo! It's on. And to the Nate Diaz thing, I think, you know, Connor goes, oh, I want to fight three times in 2020. I think he goes, if I've got a crystal ball and I'm the Scrooge McDuck of the UFC, I think he goes um, Cowboy, Masvidal, and ends it with Nate Diaz. Wow. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Why not, right? Because I, I think Tony and Khabib are going to tie up 155 for a while. I think those those boys are going to be back so? and forth. To sit, I think it's, it's going to be a great trilogy for the division. Dude, I'm so excited about that fight. That's, I that's cannot my, wait. That's my number one fight of the year. Number one fight. Don't give a fuck yeah. about anything else. Oh, I, I give a fuck about fight. a lot of else. I, I, I give a fuck I need about that everything fight. else. But I need I, that I, fight. That fight's important. But it's in April. It's in Brooklyn. It might not even happen. Wrap each I'm other. just I'm I'm saying that because there's no way I could predict that this fight would get canceled. So I'm saying that so that people can make time. fun of me. It's the fifth that the time, fight dude. actually happens. I know. See, you know what'd be great if the UFC <laughs> just doesn't tell us, and then the week before they go, Ferguson Khabib this Saturday, like oh fuck yeah. I'm using reverse psychology. Tight son. move. Sometimes we jinx fights, dude. I'm serious about Francis Ngannou though. I think he could be. A real heavyweight contender in boxing. I agree. That's the one thing I'm not fucking around about. I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I really think that guy is so fucking hard, and he's so good at fighting now, and he's so good at fighting high level. You know, he's been fighting in the UFC against high level guys for a long. I know it's different, but I don't think there's that much of an adjustment when you think about his primary skill set and the division he's talking about. You don't think he could starch some of those like top fifteen guys? He could fuck some of those dudes up. I don't know. Boom! Man. You're you're you're, Boom you're, out, you're out of your goddamn mind if you think you can hang with Wilder or Fury. I'm not saying right away. I'm not saying right away. But you gotta I, I, you gotta I think have those, some experience under your belt. You gotta see some fireworks. How many pro boxing fights does he even have? Uh, not many. How many? Think about how many Wilder any? has. Does he have any? Uh, we don't even know. Um, I don't think so. Connor had zero, and you fought the best ever. How'd that go? Not great, did it? <laughs> Although he did land some punches, like I guarantee. Beautiful left uppercut. Told you. Beautiful left uppercut. Now, if Francis lands out on Wilder Fury, it's game over. It's interesting. Maybe not. You know, maybe oh, they the power? can take it. Maybe they can. Maybe he can. You know, hurt him. Maybe they can roll with it a little bit better. Wilder takes it, dude. That's the thing about Wilder. He takes it. He's got a tremendous chin. So, so does jo- Joshua it. eats it too, man. Joshua will get hit. He's been wobbled before the Dillian mm-hmm. White fight. He's been he's been wobbled, man. Well, Klitschko. He got cl- clocked by Klitschko. Yeah. So that's why I think against Wilder, man, because there's no Wilder lands. It's game set match. It's yeah. over. What do you? What did you think about Canelo fighting Sergey Kovalev? How <sighs> crazy was that? Dude, when he flatlined Sergey Kovalev at 175 pounds. How good like, is Canelo? He's amazing. To me, he's pound for pound number one. You he's look at his amazing. resume, everyone goes, ooh, Bud, who I love, Bud Crawford, shout out to Bud. Bud and uh, um, Earl Spence, everyone goes, that's pound for pound number one, or uh, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Dude, look at who Canelo's has beat, man, mm. in different divisions. You're talking about fucking marquee guys, and he's stopping them, man. The Triple G fights, obviously there's some controversy there, but The I Triple just, G fights are real controversial. The first one was very controversial. Yeah. The second one was second well. one, not so much. What's up? They delayed his fight for the end of the UFC fight. The other yes, day. they did. And he's mad at that. He said no more because apparently people were tired, man. Especially like East Coast. Did folks. you watch it? I was. I was yeah. 
I it, watched it. It was insane. Yeah, they delayed it Dude, forever. Four hours. During the, they show him yeah. in the back sitting there like, what the fuck? Waiting for the end of the UFC fight. And DAZN <laughs> was just like, how about DAZN? The, they're there. How about DAZN played the UFC um, in the arena? Look at this. Laugh my off. Who wrote that? Who wrote that tweet? Oh, impersonator Ryan. What does it say? Let me shout him out. It says the Chew imp- Defense. Imperator Ryan, the Chew Defense the on Chew Twitter. Defense. It says LMAO, Canelo, and Kovalev are napping because they got to wait on the UFC. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, show a little pride to zone. Dana loved it. He oh. loved it. He was so happy. I, I, as a UFC guy, I was also like, he was so yeah, happy. bitch. Yeah. Like, what? This is who's king. You got? Can you? Can you imagine Dana bowing down to the going? Listen, Floyd's fighting. We're not gonna. We're gonna wait for the main. No! What? Impossible. The UFC doesn't give a fuck what you got going well, on. That was Nate Diaz versus Masvidal was a special fight too. And the thing about making it for the bad motherfucker belt, almost like everybody was like, "Yes, Everyone why loved not?" It. Everyone loved it. Why not? You know, and now um, isn't Joanna Yunjacek gonna fight Zhang Weiling? Isn't she fighting her for the belt? Oh, did they? Because Joanna, if they didn't give her that fight, Joanna says she wants to fight for the female ba- BMF bout. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> she should fight Jessica Andrade in a rematch. Jesse two forty eight. Is so it? It's happen? official. Damn! Wow. That's a fucking card. Who that's else is on that card? card? That March seventh card. So it's not been announced yet. Mm. So that's the one they think might be. Adesanya and Yoel Romero. So Dana said he didn't want that fight, though. Determined location. Dana said he did? Yeah, Dana said he didn't want that fight because Yoel lost his last couple fights. I thought he said he did want it. No, Dana said he, personally, Dana didn't think that was a good fight for Yoel. But think about what else is there. Well, it's a great fight for Yoel. I think it's, I mean, for uh, Adesanya. I I think think it's a great great fight for the division, but (laughs) who else are you going to do? You look at the division, there's no one else. Well, one of the things that Masvidal, who's friends with Yoel, said, I respect the fuck out of Adesanya because he asked for that beast. He said he asked for him. And that was my point with Andrew Schultz. And like, no, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. To build the legend of Izzy, him asking for Yoel, everybody in the game respects that. You want to fight? that fucking monster <laughs> even darren till darren till said anybody but yoel yeah. he was joking around after the fight he was like, i don't want to fight he that was fucking joking guy that, yeah. yeah i think they're gonna do darren till whitaker man mm. that's a great fucking fight well they talked about doing that um on um the undercard of uh adesanya yoel romero yes wasn't that no 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 it was the In undercard March. of um no it was the undercard of another fight um fuck what did he say he reached out to some oh connor and cowboy that's who it was. He wanted to be on the undercard of Connor. Oh, and no, Cowboy. too soon. Not happening. I don't know. And man. I, I don't think Whitaker would be ready to go by then after getting knocked what is out. What's the What's the date on That's that? That's January. January. What? We're in December, dude. Right, but it's six weeks. Darren Till breaks out his red panties, invites Robert Whitaker to UFC 246 co-main event. Yeah, so. That's six weeks. The only thing is Robert Whittaker got starched yeah. just a couple of months so ago. So you get an, at least 120-day suspension. Right. Well, I don't know if he actually can make that medically. No, no. that's what I'm that saying. Medically. It's it's not going to happen. It's too soon. Also, I think a fight like that where you know a guy like Adesanya just sort of starches you like that, that requires a, a reset. Take your time, dude. Yeah. I love Whittaker. Take yeah, your time, too. man. But maybe not. I mean, maybe he knows better than us. I don't know. Um, no, no. I don't, you think so? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. On the outside looking in, I'd say no. be nice. I'm, no, dude. Take your time. I don't think <laughs> he does. Take your time. Take your time. But I would like to see that fight, too. So maybe they can make that happen on, uh, you know. That March card would yeah. work. Or maybe, yeah. Maybe sometime in the future. There was a, there's a great April card as well, right? April is Big April uh, card. the UFC in Brooklyn with Tony and uh, Khabib. Maybe it could be on the undercard of that That'd fight. That would be great. 
That's a great fight. Fuck yeah. That's a great fight. It's a good time to be a fight fan, man. It's a good time, it's a good man. Time. Good time. Good time. A lot of good shit happening. Hell yeah. Yeah. I get home to my son, dude. Yeah, it's, it's six baby. o'clock already. I know. Um, uh, tfatk.com. Where, where you at next? Tell I mean, people KC, where you're at. KC, Friday oh, and Saturday. Shit. And then Kansas City. I know. You doing dude. the improv? Yeah. I haven't been. I've only did the Stanford and Sons. It's a newer one, I think. I think yeah. KC improv. And I then think it's over uh, the last couple of next years. week, first time I'm Borgata, Atlantic City. That's a fun fun gig. Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. I'm gig. excited for a it. A lot of animals. So I'm also chilling watching the UFC. throwing money at the audience. Really? He's throwing hundreds. He probably threw $10,000 at the audience. I love this guy. I, I brought him on stage. I'm like, throw your money. He smelled terrible. But he threw a lot of money at people. Smelled <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Borgata, KC, get Sorry, him. buddy. Sorry, um, bro. I hope everybody's good. Uh, much love to you all. Thank you and bye. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>